The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by The Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for The Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. Shazam, bitches. <laughs> Jamie Kilstein's in the house. And we don't even st- we don't start this thing the Joe Rogan experience. until we get the music going. I don't know why. But now it feels like a show. Okay. I don't know why. It's a little... Weak ass psychological trick from my bitch ass mind. If you hear a, a slight hum in the background, ladies and gentlemen, that's the issue for starting this so late on Ustream. There's something going on with our mixer, so we got to get a new mixer. So Brian has uh, duct taped this bitch together for this podcast. And we're going to. Um, Jamie Kilstein knows about all this shit, man. This is the trials and tribulations uh, of running a podcast. That's true. He runs uh, Citizen Radio, and uh, Jamie's a stand-up comic, and he's also a mixed martial arts fanatic, mm-hmm. loves the fights, and just an all-around good dude. Thanks, buddy. You are you are defined by your diet, however. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> You're a vegan, man. I am. It's a tricky thing to be. I was saying the other day, like, it's, uh, what's crazy is, like, so I'm already, like, a niche of a niche of a niche fucking comic right right we like, should tell everybody very left wing yeah, very political but i also like but but then i get fucked with lefties because i'm a comic so it's like the, a language issue or like i hate uh, like i'm furious at fucking obama and the majority of the democrats so like it's very hard to like our show but like we've managed to like carve out this cool niche audience but even with them the vegan thing it's still like i can literally get up on stage and be like you know, the war is an illegal occupation, and my people will be like, fuck the war. Or I'll be like, people use religion as an excuse to hate gays, and they're like, fuck religion. And then I'll be like, sometimes I like to eat portobello mushrooms, and they're like, you pussy motherfucker. Like, fuck you. And they're so... I got booed at a Democratic fundraiser for saying I'm a vegan, and it's like... Really? It's like, you fuckers. They booed you for your dietary choices. That's interesting. It's the one dietary choice that has a strong message to it, though. Well, because, yeah, I mean, I think that... I think people automatically feel like you are judging them when you Mm -hmm. say you don't do that, right? Because there's no connotation. I mean, people, they don't want to think about it. I never, when I used to eat a ton of meat, and don't get me wrong, the reason I'll never be able to be like preachy is because I will never be able to make up for the amount of fucking spam I ate or like Taco (laughs) Bell. Like my damage has been done. I'm just trying to like repent for me at this point. And like, uh, but... Uh, there's a disassociation, right? So when you're eating a hamburger, it's a hamburger. It's a new word to you. It's not a cow. It didn't, right, it, right, it didn't right. die the way it died. When you yeah. eat a, a McNugget, like you don't think of it as like a little chicken or whatever. And so I think when you say I'm a vegan, that's saying I don't eat animals, and that's automatically making the other person think like, well, right. I don't want to fucking think about that. Like no one wants to – no one eats a burger. Even the, your fucking tough like – dudes who were just like yeah man i'll watch the video i'll torture him myself it's like will you like you you can't even walk to the store to get pre-made meat like you're not gonna fucking go kill a boar with weapons you you know what i mean like no one wants to think about that they just want to eat it it looks fried it doesn't look like an animal it doesn't have a face and by you saying you don't do it i think that makes them think about it and that's people have a real hard time accepting that other people are allowed to make different choices other than them whether it's getting a fucking windows computer right. whether it's you know going with AT&T over Verizon people yeah. are fucking crazy i know and that's half of it. Why would anybody give a fuck? I do not like self-righteous vegans. I do not like people who are constantly in people's faces about you know cruelty to animals. And I, you, you are 
Absolutely correct. It is a, far, factory farming is a fucking atrocious byproduct of civilization and the detachment from the natural world. Yeah. In that sense, Ted Nugent's got it right. Yeah. Like, if you want to eat meat, motherfucker, you should be out there with a fucking bow and yeah, arrow. Go make a bow and arrow. Yeah. yeah. Take that shit down yourself. And f that's the real experience. When you buy something wrapped up in some fucking cellophane plastic thing at the supermarket and you eat it. That that's there is a disconnect, but the vegans that like give people shit, they're just as cunty as the people who stand outside abortion clinics. Yeah, I mean self. You know what I'm saying? Self righteous anything. Yes, exactly. Bad. Now, with that said, and like something I know, like your listeners can relate to, especially the ones who are super into politics. It's like when there is information that you have. And you know the majority of people don't have it. You go crazy. I mean, there's part of me that's starting to think those crazy fucking like homeless people you see in New York that like are waving a book around and like just screaming shit. For all we know, they're the smart ones. They're the ones that actually like finished the Chomsky book and are like, why aren't you guys fucking paying attention to this? Who yeah. gives a shit about the dead baby and the whatever her name is? You Casey know? Anthony. Yeah, like seriously, like yeah. maybe they're the smart ones. These people have just ignored him for years and they're like, that's it. I'm taking it to the bus. Well, they probably have some good points, but I don't think they're the smart ones. They're probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think <laughs> I would say always go against <laughs> the guy living on the street screaming at no one okay look they've made some bad life decisions yes I, clearly but you're right man i mean you go deep into the fucking back of the chomsky books and you do that for years you could really lose your mind thinking that nothing you can do helps and yeah. that this this world is on a downward spiral that is unstoppable and uncontrollable and a lot of people would say the intelligent thing to do would be just to enjoy the moment yeah you know, it was a great Hunter S. Thompson quote that light became immeasurably better once I was forced to stop taking it seriously. Yeah. And I tweeted it last week. But really, I mean, we have to accept at some level that we are temporary organisms. You, you should have causes. You should have ideas. You should have, you, should have, you know, points to you, the way you, your philosophy works and the way you look at life. But you got to be careful about wasting your whole life on that shit. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, the key is you can't use the, the, you can't use the negativity as an excuse to do nothing, to be apathetic. I mean, we've had Chomsky on our show like five times. And at first we were joking around that... Even if you're, we were like, you know, what's your favorite thing to do? Would be like cut myself while watching Al Jazeera. Like, I mean, the dude's <laughs> like, he's not really the bearer of good news. Right. But we end our <laughs> we end our interviews by being like, you know, what makes you happy? And he, suddenly he just fucking lit up, and he's really? like, people marching in the street, people holding truth to power. You know, people who are doing radio shows like this. I mean, like wow. once you dig deep, you, because here's the thing: is like when I was a a, a teenager. I was like just smart enough to give myself an excuse to do nothing. You know what I mean? It would be like, well, why don't you vote? Because both parties are the same. Why don't you watch the news? Because they're all owned by corporations. Now, both of those are fucking 100% true. Uh, but with that said, you can run for office. You can support a third party. You can petition uh, the Democrats to actually do what they say they're going to do. For the news, you can watch independent news. You can watch Al Jazeera. You can watch the, the BBC. You can read out-of-country newspapers. But I think a lot of people use all the conspiratorial shit to do nothing. You know, you have liberals who are sitting there and they're like, man, fuck the corporations. And they have their Budweiser beer and their Philip Morris cigarette and their <laughs> factory farm steak. They're like, where are these corporations getting all the money? Nom, 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 nom. You know, it's it's from you. You got to actually like do something and not. It's really fun to go to a bar and talk shit and then wake up and do nothing you know at, at a certain point though some people feel like there's nothing you can do yes. that you can try and you can you can dance in the street and you can march but things don't change a black guy gets in office and 30,000 more people get shifted off to Afghanistan yeah. you know and, and all the bombing continues and he wins the Nobel Peace Prize that's, and still the insane. bombing continues yeah. drones in Pakistan and who knows yeah. what the fuck is going on in all sorts of creepy corners of this world right. I mean how can you stand up for that how Sasha can anybody and are adorable right? because well it's because like we said Mac and Windows and fucking AT&T and Verizon I'm on team Democrat man yeah. and you as a, a lefty have to be careful because you know if you start shitting on you know you start telling the truth yeah. you know and not having some team that you're on you got to say hey man obama is 
operating for corporations. He's right. fucking us over. He's fucking the whole picture over. Yep. And I mean, we get more shit from. I would rather a conservative come straight at me and be like, "Here's what I disagree with. I think we can have a conversation." Right. Mm-hmm. What makes me more mad, what makes me feel crazy, is the Obama people who just can't admit when he does. You know, where right. it's just like, "Hey, why didn't he? Why didn't he uh, get us universal health care?" Like he said, and it's just like, "Don't talk about him." It's, where it, is it, that? It, it's the worship the leader shit. Where is that universal health care? Well, happened? he had to compromise on that because he was going to close Guantanamo, but now he didn't close Guantanamo. I mean, that's that's the way it works. It, 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 it's if you don't have a billions of dollars, you know, it, it's really hard to get. Uh, your voice heard. I mean, it's crazy. And, and that's when I do understand people just wanting to do nothing or just, you know, live off the land somewhere. I will not believe that a guy like Ron Paul or Gary Johnson can get elected. I do not believe no. it works. I do not believe it's real. I believe you absolutely have to be playing the game to get into that position. I don't think they'll ever let those guys win. I don't think they'll ever let anybody win who wants to completely revamp this entire corrupt, fucked up pile of bullshit. I know. Well, that's why local elections really matter. But I mean, if that is that true, level, though, you know, if that's true, your local elections are what really counts. Your yeah. community, your city, for sure. That that that's real. And Ron that's Paul, real politics. And Ron Paul too. I mean, even with that, it's like, it's one of those things where you want you want to you want to call yourself liberal. Most people who listen to your show, I bet a lot of them call themselves libertarians. I wanted to call myself libertarian. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we see Democrats and we see Republicans, and they're all cunts, right? right. And libertarians, you think great because you hear like legalized drugs in. Uh, stay out of the bedroom in and then suddenly it's like get rid of all public schools and you're like what the fuck was that and they're like no drugs weed and you're like no go back to the school thing motherfucker and the problem is when you when you want to privatize everything what industries do we have from privatization you have you have companies like Blackwater who are fucking over the troops you have the healthcare lobby or uh, lobby the pharmaceuticals whenever you're doing something for factory farming whenever you're doing something for profit you're trying to do it as fast and as profitable as possible so people get fucked over in the end you know but the I government's think fucked too our number one miss is the the education miss and the idea that you would make all education private and make poor people not have access to it, have to raise their own kids and put their own kids through homeschooling. You're, that's that's completely ridiculous. Totally. Well, that shit's happening right now. I mean, you look at all these budget cuts and, you know, people just forget. People vote against their own interests all the time. You know, can I tell, I've had some of the best conversations with conservatives ever, ever, ever after a show because they'll come up to me and they'll say, hey, I didn't agree with you, but you were funny. And then I'll be like, wait, stop. Like, let's talk. And then I'm like, what don't you agree with me on, right? And the conversations usually go something like this. Well, I don't really care about gay people anymore. That's more like an older generation. Like, they can fucking do whatever they want, have a gay friend. Uh, and it's like, well, what have if, a like, gay friend. Yeah. Uh, well, and what if, like, a soldier comes back and he really needs, like, assistance? He's like, oh my God, well, if a soldier comes back and he needs assistance, the government should totally help him out. And then I'm like, all right, so why are you Republican? And it's like, my dad is. And, like, if you just talk about it, you can find fucking solutions. You know, I, I don't think that that person's going to go out and open like his own mom and pop abortion shop because he liked the funny liberal comedian. Right. Uh, but you start to see shit you agree on and you start to realize that you just don't hear those middle ground solutions uh, on the news. People think of Republican and Democrat. It's very simple. The characters are very clearly laid out. There's a, you know, there's there's a fucking cowboy and an Indian. It's real simple. Right. The Democrat is always like really loose and uh, with with spending. They want to overspend on right. community things. They're very soft, soft on crime, yeah. soft on war, soft on defense. And then Republicans are no nonsense people. 
Republicans are people that probably believe in God and don't want to, you know, don't want to deal with too many hippies in their yard. And right. that's, you know, and, and you <laughs> the get you know off my lawn party. Yeah, the get yeah. off my lawn party. I mean, that's how we look at it in our heads. So when 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 you, you get on one of those fucking teams and you just limit yourself to that, you know, to that box that you're operating in. It's a very weird thing that we like to do to be on these teams. That is bizarre. And when I think that's why so many people like I, I think that's why the libertarian thing so possible. It's like you just need a label. Yeah. And even if, yeah, you, don't, you, and even if you don't have a label, what do you say? You proudly declare yeah. yourself an independent. Oh, like I'm, I'm above the fray, and part of me wants to be like, just pick a side and start losing friends like the rest of us, motherfucker. You I know had what a I conversation mean? with a buddy of mine who's a really brilliant guy, who's a writer. He's like, well, you know, I'm a Democrat, so I want us to win. So, like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You want us? This isn't the Dodgers. Right. Like that, that asshole doesn't have you in mind, man. Trust me. Yeah. He will send you off to war, and you'll come back with no legs. For fuck. Sure. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I think the future is going to be like a, I'm on Team Anonymous or something like that. Have no. you been listening to like? Yeah. That, that lately they're going to go yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah, those guys I mean what they're doing what Anonymous is doing is they are choosing people that they think are cunts and they're going after them and yeah. they're not doing it for profit yeah. they're doing it and they're doing it on their own and they're doing it anonymously and they're eating, meeting in IRC channels and so far they've been fucking successful at yeah, it yeah I mean this, this, our, this yeah. generation could possibly be generation of the hackers and that would be pretty <laughs> fucking badass it's, it's very clear that there's a certain level of society that knows way more about computers than the average person oh I know you know these little crazy motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> get into systems, man. Yeah. They can steal credit cards and all kinds of shit. It's fascinating, really. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating on one hand that there's these people that are so uh, intertwined in the, the operating systems and that they are able to make these back doors and able to get into people's computers through emails. Yeah, Rupert's stepping down, you know? Is it's he like, stepping down? Yeah, that's what I heard last is that he was uh, stepping down because of the recent hacking over, you know, well, all he, that shit that's he, going on. Right now, he, he was on trial today. I heard he got a pie in the face. I didn't hear about the stepping down, though. Yeah. Is he? No, let me get... How, do, how exactly is he implicated? Did he know that they were... If, for people who don't know, Rupert Murdoch's company, his corporation, the news people over there, were um, apparently bugging people's phones and even possibly victims from September 11th. Yep, and from the 7-7 attacks in London. <sighs> and uh, they were getting information from people talking on these. Just to break the story. And what was even shit. more fucked up about that is sometimes because they were running out of memory, they would, uh, they would, they would delete messages... Uh, so certain people uh, just lost their messages. Yeah. There was one case where like, uh, when they, because they heard, it was just with this single murder in the UK because they heard the message deleted, they thought that she was still alive Yeah, and she was, and she was was deleting her messages. Oh my God. So they thought she was still alive when she was fucking dead. Oh my God. It's super evil. But you know, the story that's not really being talked about is Rupert Murdoch lost a, a really gigantic bid. Uh, for uh, a big station in the BBC that would have put given him like pretty much the most media in the UK. So much media, in fact, that it would be illegal to own that much media in other countries, right? And this is the problem. Even if you are right-wing, even if you do watch Fox News, at no point do you want one dude owning so much of the information you get. You remember, it's books, TV, newspapers, magazines, that you're just getting, you know, you turn on Fox News, you read the Wall Street Journal, coming from the same people, right? And it goes overseas, and it goes bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's what you don't want. You want to be able to get your news sources from as many places as possible so you can compare and find out who's full of shit. Really amazing that someone is such a bad motherfucker that they could rock it like that in 2011. I, know, I mean, man. it's really incredible that a Rupert Murdoch can still exist. I mean, we're not in the age of William Randolph Hearst where right. you know, he had his own paper manufacturing companies, he yeah. had his own paper mills, and he actually grew forest, grew the paper, cut the paper, sent the paper out, yeah. printed whatever the fuck he wanted on it, and sent it out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this happens all the time. I mean, it happens with lobbyists and politicians. As you see, the lobbyists are writing half of the laws. They're just giving them to the politicians. You know what I mean? 
we talked about that last week with Brian Callen. It was a good buddy of mine who's uh, very well versed in the political system. When we got deep into the whole idea of lobbyists, it's, yep. it's fucking criminal. It should be completely against the law. Well, it's, especially you know they'll they'll sign a bill that favors Comcast, and suddenly they quit, and they're working for Comcast. Yeah, and it's like how is that? That's like cartoonishly <laughs> yeah. evil. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Like, did, you, did you see the um, uh, the movie on the financial crisis? Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Inside job. No, not yet. I heard it. Fascinating. It's so good, man. It's, it's, it's fucking incredible, but it's, it's really heartbreaking too. And one of the things that's in it is how many of these professors of economics at big universities eventually wind up getting big jobs working, working for companies and they, they get fucking multi-million dollar paydays. I mean, it's, it's really simple why they choose to allow certain things that they allow. I mean, they, they decided that systematically they were going to make all these porous holes in the economy that they could exploit. The, the, the good news is the internet. I mean, we were talking before about like not only generation of, of, uh, of the hackers, so like that's badass and I think all of us get our kind of like Jason Bourne fantasies where we're like awesome uh, but it's also like shows like the like you, you don't the f- fleshlight's not gonna call you and be like oh you were talking a little bit too much about these lobbyists Joe <laughs> like you know what I mean why don't you take it fucking easy on the bankers like they're not gonna do it we don't have any fucking sponsors we're yeah. not we can say whatever we want these the blogs are starting to take over the newspapers why because people like computers more no because the newspapers fucked us and the yeah. newspapers started doing you know the New York Times which is known as like the big liberal rat they essentially get memos from the white. They have to get permission from the White House to to to, to print these stories. With the George, that's the reason the wiretapping story took two to three years on. The Bush administration was like, "Can you sit on that?" And they were like, "All right." And 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 that's that's our intrepid journalists today. That's the the liberal New York Times. They just fucking sat on it for Bush. God. Yeah, and then they broke it, and they were called treasonous or whatever. And it's like that's your job. Your job as a journalist isn't to try to get invited, isn't to try to be fucking Chuck Todd at these White House parties where you're just drinking the wine and reporting on the White House soup of the day. Yeah. Like, that's for just pussy cunts. That's all you are. Your you're droid just fu- phone boots up and there's a picture of you next to Obama. That's all it is. <laughs> just, yeah, just leaning in like, Mama. Uh, that's all it is, man. And these yeah. people are just fucking mouthpieces for war criminals. Yeah. That's what you do now. You're, you're just a fucking, you're an actor. You're not doing anything original. You're just a paid, you're given lines and you fucking read those lines. But if it is... It is true that a guy like Ron Paul will never be allowed to slip through the system if they can rig the machines like it was proven they did during right. the Bush administration with the Diebold system, which eventually they had to change their name. But right. there's a bunch of movies. Hacking Democracy is a great documentary on it where you can yeah. watch. That was brutal. Absolutely. 100% proven that it was designed to be altered by a third source. It was yep. designed so that you could rig voting. Like, And no one went to jail for that. <laughs> no. Well, and Just, that... But, I, I, Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but if that's true, if we if we agree on this, that a guy like Ron Paul's never going to get through, a guy who's going to radically change the system is never going to be able to get through. What is this then? This is not really democracy. This is horseshit. This is an imperialist, uh, an imperialist nation. This right. is a, they're they're an empire. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's a corporate em- empire now, right? You're 100 percent right. So that gives you an excuse to be like, oh, okay, well, let's just fucking get high and suicide packed it. But the good news is, what you can do besides getting the information out on the internet and on, mm-hmm. on free sources. Uh, what you can also do is you just you have to be really loud because if someone like Ron Paul or Ralph Nader who by, by the way agree on a, a ton uh, if someone like them if they get into the debates if they get petitioned enough if people are loud enough and not like oh well marching's fucking stupid like if they're loud enough and they can get someone like that in the debates what that does is that steers the conversation right mm-hmm. and it makes the because look what happened with Obama, once he got out of the primaries, it's just him and McCain. So is he going to pander to the left or is he going to pander to the right? Clearly, he's going to pander to the right. If you have someone like Ralph Nader or Ron Paul in there as well pushing back, 
and they actually see that as a threat instead of just this blind worship to Obama. If they see a third candidate as, as a threat, they're going to need to start pandering towards Ron Paul's direction. They're going mm-hmm. to start to need to start pandering towards uh, Ralph Nader's direction. I mean, the bottom line is even if you're rigging voting, what percentage of America votes? I mean, it's pathetic, right? You have to inspire all these young kids who are at home getting high but don't vote that you want to get high fucking on your front lawn. You have to go out and do something. You have to actually go out uh, and vote or, or be loud. And well, that's why it only fake. I mean, that example it only changes on the state level. I mean, that's what the United States of America is supposed to be. It's supposed to be about local government. It's only supposed to band together in times of war, right? Yeah. I mean. The idea of medical marijuana, they did change it in California. Yeah, and then the federal government can override it. Exactly, and that's where it gets creepy. Yeah, that's where it gets really fucking That's creepy. where it gets imperialist. That's where it gets that you're in an empire. You're, there's a, a bunch of people who arbitrarily decide what you are not allowed to vote on in your states, yeah. and that's against the fucking Constitution. For sure, man. That's against how this whole bizarre system of self-government was ever created. It was created so that we could get away from all the bullshit yeah. that they were doing in other countries countries in Europe. Yep, and it's just chest thumping. I mean, yeah. look, these politicians don't give a shit about pot. They don't give a shit they about They do, it. though, because pharmaceutical companies give a shit about pot because it's very, very damaging to their profit line. They do, but it's also more so just a tough guy thing. Dude, it could kill the pharmaceutical industry like the MP3 industry or the MP3 creation killed the music industry. Yeah. It could, marijuana, if marijuana was legal, would crush the pharmaceutical industry. Really they would point. lose billions of dollars. That's no really question point. about it. There's going to be a lot of shit that you still need for high blood pressure or glaucoma or whatever the fuck it is. Hemorrhoids. Right. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's going to be uses for pharmaceutical companies, but make no mistake about it. They're going to lose a giant chunk of the business. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's point. why it's illegal. It's 100%. It's just, just fucking jerk-offs running around saying that they're trying to protect people. Meanwhile, cigarettes are readily available everywhere. That's insanity. It's the, the most insane. That's insanity. 400,000 plus people in America, 5 million worldwide. Yeah directly die prematurely as a result of cigarettes. Can I also bring up that even more than that, die from heart disease and cancer, and a leading cause of that is a bad diet? Is it a leading cause of that, or is it being a fat fuck with a bad diet? It could be being a fat fuck with a bad diet. <laughs> it's mostly being a fat fuck. <laughs> you know, you know, you can eat a lot of meat and be healthy as fuck. You just have to need that shit. You have to burn it off. I was a fucking, before I went vegan, I was a fatty vegetarian. And we're like, you were oh. fatty? Well, because I was just like, oh, I'm eating healthy, man, because I'm not eating meat. And all I ate was like macaroni and cheese and pizza. And I was just like, yeah, I'll see you fuckers at the top. And we, I'm like, yeah. Jamie has a bag of fucking food that he brings with him on the plane. You, you're, you're like pretty pretty dedicated to this is it packed I'm up stacked. in like little bags and everything? It is. do you have like little tupperware <laughs> things it, it just says on it i'm better than you and, and there's a picture of a smiling pig do you uh, go out of your way to make sure that you get like a full spectrum of amino acids i mean you oh yeah pretty... well, i mean what's so funny is like so once i went vegan instead of vegetarian i actually got healthier i started training more when i was just like a vegetarian like i didn't really do much and when i ate meat i didn't do shit um and I also smoked. I also, you know, uh, drank. Uh, and and then once I went vegan, that's when I actually started paying attention to stuff because you hear like, oh, where are you going to get your protein? So you just start getting creative. And I never knew what fucking quinoa was or kale. I never had portobello mm. mushrooms. And so I actually ended up eating much healthier once I started thinking about my diet. And it's like I train like six days a week now. Um, you know, I mean, and, and, and you look at the, the, the UFC file. By the way, I don't get – Especially because you always bring it up. I get so nervous. I never knew I was such an Aaron Simpson fan until I found out he was a vegan. And I was like, you better <laughs> fucking win now or every asshole on the underground is going to be like, you got to eat cow. 
And uh, yeah, man. But I think it's really cool that like these really great fighters like Aaron and Fitch and you know. Uh, are, well, Fitch are, did it just for uh, performance reasons. I don't know about um, Aaron Simpson, but the the real issue with it, Aaron's is, actually ethical too, which I've yeah. never seen. Well, Fitch oh, is no, why, Mac Danzig is a big proponent. Yep, Mac yeah. Danzig is a, a brilliant guy, and he's, he's really smart. Very smart. He's a brilliant photographer as well. Yep. Somebody just posted some of his stuff on the underground, and I was watching it yesterday. Yeah, man. Looking at through his uh, clips of his photography, he's a fucking amazing. He's a fan of the podcast too. I, I'd love to have him on. We're gonna have him on eventually. Oh, he's great. Well, and Aaron's really fucking interesting too, man. We're like, I, I started following him on Twitter, and like anyone being like a homophobe just calls the fuck out. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he seems like a really good dude. Very, very friendly guy in real life too. Yeah, for um, sure. What I was saying is when you're when you're especially in training, yeah. what it does is if you get all if you get the full spectrum of amino acids into your body, and I mean some people can't. Some people they feel like they just don't feel the same unless they have meat. Yeah. But you you can train all day long like that because it's so easy to break down. Oh yeah, and you recover. Especially yeah, you, you by recovery time. It's yeah, like, you're not digesting. Digesting food like I fucking love meat. All right, I yeah. I love the shit out of some venison too. I like. I like animals that are fast and they get shot and then you eat them. Those are the best ones, I think. The ones that run fast. Because you can taste the hope because they think, almost got away. No, I think there's there's some some vibrance to them. You know, I think the, the reason why they run fast is because they're really nutritious. It's fat, slovenly animals that just kind of ponder along and you step up to them, put a shotgun in their mouth, and they don't even budge and you blow their fucking brains out like a cow. <laughs> I don't think that is good for you. I think yeah. the animal that hears you and his ears are twitching, there's a prize in his flesh. Hmm. You know, that's an animal that's that's hard to get. Either, and I think yeah. evolution makes things that are difficult to get oftentimes worth getting. Like fish. Fish are fantastic for you. One of the reasons why they're fantastic for you is because they're really fucking hard to get. That's interesting. You know, I think there's something to that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Do you ever but, just fantasize, though? Like, like, hey, you know, I'll, I'm just going to have a little fillet today. No, man. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, like, it's like anything where it's like you just develop new cravings. It's like when you quit smoking after 10 years, you start to feel sick around smoking. Really? You know what I mean? It's I like, call faggotry. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you Wait, go to, on, did you only, to chow? Did, did you only retire the word, but now you can put, like, cute mm-hmm. endings at it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can say faggy. I can say faggotry. I, but I can't say faggot. I can't call Fag-a-nandy. someone a faggot. But faggotry is a type of behavior uh, that is no, nothing to do with homosexual. Uh, my new favorite ones. It's it's, it's a faggot <laughs> around here. I just you retired it as well, right? <laughs> I did. You, you I did. Uh, tweeted well, me about it. Oh, did I tell? Well, so here here's why I retired it. Is um, you know I always uh, I obviously only use the word uh, when I was chasing a pack of scared gay people. No, I only uh, <laughs> I, I I only use the word like ironically, like in the voice of the bad guy or whatever like right. that. Or even if yes. I was telling like. Uh, a story, which even that I, I I don't like doing. Like if I was called it, which has happened plenty of times. Everybody has. If you haven't been called a faggot, you're not living. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Right. You're not taking some chances. <laughs> Someone funny. hasn't called you a faggot at least once in your life. What are you doing? Doing everything perfect, Buddha? Yeah. Come on, son. And so, uh, so what that's ended up funny. happening was, uh, so this is so this is Provenza's fault. So what ended up happening was, uh. Uh, so on my old bit, I had this like old joke, which like, I don't like the joke anymore. But like it was like just making fun of uh, like Texas's state motto, and it said like, um, you know, it's like uh, what the fuck is it? What's their motto? It's uh, like don't mess with Texas. Right. And so the joke it was again. This is one of the first jokes I wrote. It was like you know that's the only state motto where the. With a motto as a threat, and then I'm like, if that's when they went with, like, imagine what they passed up on, like, and then it was just Texas, you better back the fuck up, faggot. And everyone's like, yay, he used the word. And uh, and, and what was so interesting was, I'm like, all right, so I'm making fun of the, right. you know, that kind of red. Someone calling someone a faggot, right? So then here's what happens. So what happens is two things. Number one, I'm on stage uh, at a shitty comedy club in New York, and I'm bombing, right? It's just a bunch of people who are, like, super right-wing. They hate me. 
So in my head, I go, not I'm going to do the Texas joke. I go, I'm going to do the faggot joke, right? And this is like deep subconscious, like when I'm like talking. I don't really realize I did it until afterwards. And sure enough, I say the joke, which is making fun of Texas. Right. It's making fun of that mentality. And they start laughing and they start laughing at the word. They weren't right. laughing at the joke or the premise. They just like that word. And there is, like, as a comic, I mean, we can defend it all day by being like, there's just a sound about the word. And there is. It's just that hard T at the end. But then what happened, what was so much creepier is a uh, very nice woman who saw me in San Francisco. Uh, you know, she tweets me and Facebooks me. and She's just a fan. She emailed me one day and she goes, uh, you know, my kid loves your CD. My kid listens to like you and Mitch Hedberg. And I'm like, that's pretty dope. And like, he's, a, he's young. He's like, he's like 11 or 10 or something. And you know, the first email was really nice. Like he's going to science camp and he's like really scared. Can you write him a little email? And I was like, yeah, totally. And I was like, oh, I hope there's more smart kids like you. And I wrote him this little email and I'm like, I'm a good guy. And then a couple months later, right before the green room, cause she was there. Um, and Paul, for some reason, wanted me to do that joke because I was on with Ron White and he wanted me to like bash Texas or whatever. He goes, uh, she writes me and she goes, uh, you know, my son can't come, but he wanted me to send you this. Uh, him and his friends love your CD so much that uh, they did one of your bits. And the second she said they did one of your bits, my heart fucking just sunk. And I'm like, I know exactly what bit this is. And I plug in my headphones because I don't want my wife to hear the uh, hate speech that's about to come leaping out of my computer. And I just see a line of 12-year-old boys and girls, all from San Francisco, so just like the whitest, most like fucking Aryan-looking kids, all in unison. You better back the fuck up, faggot. And I just like jumped on my computer. I'm like, you fucking get them right now. You explain to them like the irony that I don't say that word anymore, that I blah, blah, blah. And it's like, don't tell me that they don't think that word is now part of a, an, an okay vernacular. They're not going to start hate criming, but, and you know. Right, but they're 12. They're 12. It would have been an awesome example if there was 30 year olds and you changed their minds. But for 12 year olds, yeah, of course they're going to like react to that. It's not for them. The bit's not for them. Of course. If you believe that, there's nothing wrong with that bit. You know, and for you to have that bit used in a way that is not what what you were... That's like leaving a hammer around and someone throws it through a car window. Sure. You know, yeah, it is ridiculous that, you know, you left a hammer around, but... Right. But, it, but a it's gay, not but it, supposed to be for everybody. Right, but a gay person's window. Yeah. And then it's sad. Well, you know, my problem, I had an issue with it. I, I called my dog a faggot, and I called some ants a faggot in my Spike TV special. But it's not... I don't yeah. mean he's gay. Listen, yeah. it, was, it was a bit about... The um, talking dog pot commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. my bit was like, you know how mad you would be if you told your dog you loved him every day and he didn't say shit until all of a sudden he's like, I wish you wouldn't smoke pot. And you're like, you could fucking talk right. the whole time. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, I mean, we never, yeah, I mean, when I said it, we never call. I mean, my wife one day was like, we, when we still worked like day jobs, she was like, uh, today, somehow, I don't know how you did it, but you managed to call a baby and the sky a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny though, and, like, and yeah, ob is, obviously there was no connotation. But you know, just like people who listen to your podcast, just like uh, you know, fucking twelve-year-old kids, it's like yeah. you just don't want to be the dude who throws it out there. Because look, I mean, there are kids at twelve-year-old at, at twelve years old that know they're gay. I right? wish you and could that just throw it tossed around. I wish you could just throw it around in front of gay people, and I wish they could throw it around in front of you. A lot it's a do. great word if you if you didn't have any hate in your heart. Well, and that's the problem. A lot do. I mean, Allison and I, when we first moved in together, we had two gay roommates. And like we used to throw that. That was when that was at the at the peak of our use of the word. Well, when 
I was explained the, the whole thing about the spike thing, I was explained by a gay guy who was a an executive for a company that I will not name, but he was a gay guy, and he was telling me that I couldn't say it because it's their word. Right. He goes, it's our word. It's our nigger. He really said it's our nigger. Were you just like, you know you can't say that word because that's not no. yours? No, I told him that that was the gayest shit I've ever heard in my life, and then he could go fuck himself. It's like, it's a joke in my act about it, but it really, I, that is exactly what happened. Oh, man. He literally said that, and I literally said that. Like, you can go, that's the gayest shit yeah. I've ever heard. Like, that's ridiculous. You, can you can't have a word all to yourself. And by, why does everybody want to connect everything to nigger? Why can't it just be a bad word? Why does it have to be, oh, that's the Filipino nigger? Or right. that's, it's just, I know. what the fuck? I don't know, why does everybody? Everybody have to do that. Is it is it that ridiculous? We we can't figure it out any other way. You have to say the only way I know it's bad is if you say it's your nigger. Right. Oh, it's the that's what faggot is. Yeah. It's your nigger. Okay. I didn't know. I, it, yeah. I didn't know. Louis C.K. has that really great bit about it too, about the N word, where it's like you just made me think of the real word. Right. Right. Saying right. That's so funny. Yeah, it's true. But right? it's it's really tough, man, because it's like a, a lot of times, like it's 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 hard leaving comedy or irony in the hands of people who don't know how to use it it's true you know what i mean yeah and what always scared me especially because i talk about like gay rights a lot and like you know i'm filthy it's not like a prude thing i'm you know using cocksucker and stuff like that the only fear i would have is like i mean there are people that get legitimate like trigger kind of like almost post-traumatic i mean if there was just a word if you just got the shit kicked out of you every day for like your sexuality which at the time you're young enough not to even know if it's if, if all the people are true, if you really are broken, if you're doing something wrong, if you really should like women or, you know, vice right. versa. And that was just the word you heard and you got the shit beat out of you. And then you hear someone who's like sticking up for you. You know, you're obviously pro-gay, right? You don't give a shit. But then you just hear that word. You mm -hmm. still just get that kind of like, uh, I'm yeah. still, he still didn't have my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and that's just like a risk, especially when I'm like, I've come up with so many grosser things to fucking say when I just like, all right, don't use that word. Just see something else you can do. You can come up with just filth if you just start putting weird fucking word combinations together and stuff like that it's more fun you know yeah sometimes though but sometimes faggot's the right word for the job that's what's unfortunate it's i i ultimately decided that it was ineffective because it wasn't conveying what Telling i was trying that. to convey it <laughs> that's what i ultimately found too many people got upset at me for using it i'm like you're not conveying uh, you're not perceiving what i'm trying to convey so it's yeah. an ineffective word unfortunately I think it's a great word, but it's ineffective. Yeah. You know, I certainly don't mean homophobic in any way, stretch, or form. I think you're born gay, and if you don't think someone's born gay, it's because you never. Then you're met born anybody. retarded, or or you're hey. Michelle Bachman's husband. Yeah. Oh wow, that motherfucker. That is gonna that is gonna end with Woo! fucking bodies of dead babies oh! that he killed. Holy Listen, shit! Listen, Dave Foley set me hip to this guy. Thank you, Mr. Foley. Oh wow, Dave Foley was tweeting about how gay um, Marcus uh, Bachman is, and you and you think. Nah, can't be that. Yeah, gay. I'm like, how gay could he be? I'm like, come on, Dave. You, what are you overreact? What did he hit on your girlfriend or something like that? Yeah. What's going on here, Dave? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then I, I go to the link that Dave put up, and I went, Oh my god, yeah. these guys need to stop, dude. Uh, dude, he is so gay. He's calling them barbarians. I, I mean, know. he sounds like Paul Lynn. I know. I mean, he sounds like one of the squares in Hollywood Squares. <laughs> it's stage left, <laughs> even barbarians, sweaty, muscular hey, barbarians, barbarians with swords, with your and fat cocks. <laughs> Yeah, it's just what is what is going on there?
Yeah, how crazy is that family? Those camps, man. It's such a sick movement where they send them. I hope like all those kids that go to those like anti-gay camps just come back with so many phone numbers. Like I hope that's just like <laughs> I hope those that forest just turns into like a gay fuck fest where like there's just so much fucking like the trees are ashamed. They're like I shouldn't look at this. Totally, that's this place is supposed to be magical. Exactly. Well, you South know, Park went the other way. I don't know if you saw that. It was just all these kids just fucking shooting themselves. Oh, they're God. like, all right, see you later, and you just hear like. <laughs> I wonder if they wouldn't let. So oh, I guess South Park kind of gets a free reign. They could do whatever they want. Yeah, oh, I mean, this was they could have the kids fucking each yeah. other too yeah. if they wanted to. <laughs> what, LA, can you have cartoon kids fuck each other? Do yeah. they allow you can that? Do whatever you want. I saw Cartman's dick. Yeah, I think when you when you're making that much money, people are like, I don't give a shit. What yeah, you're doing. Comedy Central does. I mean, they're not even really regulated by the FCC. I don't it's know how they only pulled re- it, man. But yeah. well, they're cable. Right. Cable's not regulated by the FCC. Cable All technically right. can do whatever the fuck they want, just because they have commercials, which means they're just regular cable. They're not subscription cable like HBO. Right. They can do whatever the fuck they want. My that's one of the things I was going to say about my special. They allowed it after eleven on Spike TV and on Comedy Central after eleven p.m. They aired at night. All the words are in. Right. Yeah, fuck that's right. except yeah. faggot. Interesting. They wouldn't let that one in. Yeah. Where do you live? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn is it hard to eat vegan in Brooklyn? Or? No, man. We have like vegan pizza delivery places and Chinese food. And like we take whenever my wife's parents come in, they get like chicken parm sandwiches and like cheesecake and shit. And like they don't taste a fucking difference. So you said something that was very important at the beginning. We were talking about honey and that you are a pro. You use honey because there's some vegans that yeah. don't want even bees working for them. Yeah. <laughs> and that is ridiculous. Yeah, you, so you're not like super hardcore. Do you do soy? Bees are cunts. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do soy. I, I don't do it that much just because it's like processed and like I'm like if I'm going to go vegan I want to be like healthier you know especially since I started like fighting like a lot more right uh, you didn't want to cry while doing jiu-jitsu and I didn't with all the estrogen and stuff yeah, like that yeah Brian <laughs> gets a few edamames in him we, and he starts making milk yeah. we had we had Dick Gregory on our show on Monday right and he's like this fascinating dude who you want to talk to because of all of his stances you know uh, uh, against you know the he's the one who he, pulled out the Zapruder film Dick Gregory brought the Sapruder film to the Geraldo Rivera show. Oh, I didn't Many not. years. Holy shit, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, the history of that was fascinating. Well, I mean, this guy's made his, I mean, he marched with Martin Luther King Jr. He was the first black comic to play an all-white nightclub because Hugh Hefner hired him, right? Uh, but he's also 80 years old and like, <laughs> so we just ask him like a simple question where it's just like, so how do you feel about the death penalty? He's like, my grandkids, so it makes you gay. And like, it just like kind of trailed all over the place. Whoa. But yeah, he brought that up uh, on Monday. I think he might be a chemtrail guy, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was really big into soy, and then I switched to almond. But uh, when I was in the soy, I could totally feel like I was just really emotional. I never really know. felt it. I just assumed it was because I, I, well, I, I was a comic. I'm like, I, I have hated myself pre-soy. Right. Uh, but almond milk's the shit. Yeah, almond milk. But the, 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 the soy, like, there's been, like, research lately about saying, like, all this, like, evidence, like, uh, it's it's bad for asthma. Yeah, it, li- it lies. And, soy and, is? Yeah, and, like, how there's, uh, like, babies. It's supposed to be, like, there's reports lately that you shouldn't get baby soy that if there's some bad shit going on yeah it lies somewhere in the middle i mean any processed food is pretty bad that's why i love it's like you switch from regular milk to soy milk to almond milk and you look at the ingredients and it's like almonds and it's like yeah that's what you want you know what i mean like whenever uh whenever you do a sub it's like that's what's cool about the vegan subs it's like so so milk's not really great for you right um especially if you're not getting you know it's pus and antibiotics and fucking you know it's used to fatten up calves like we're not supposed to we're the only animal that drinks out of a tit uh past infancy let alone not even our tit another tit right but you know what with cookies it's the shit son but you stop can, getting silly you can 
could use something. almond milk. You, you know what else you can use? You can use raw milk. That's what I get. I get it from Whole Foods. It's only good for that a couple like of days. Yeah. It's probably dangerous, but I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> I don't know. This you know is milk like? mixed with poop. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking bareback. All right. Sometimes you got to take a chance, son. Yeah. You want to live with a condom your whole life. So I drink raw milk when I have my vegan cookies because I will eat the fuck out of some vegan cookies. Yeah. I don't know true. what makes them vegan, but they're good. They're good as fuck. Oatmeal with chocolate chips. I did the opposite of a vegan diet this weekend. I was at a hotel that the only thing close to it was a McDonald's and a 7-Eleven. So I had to eat only at those two places. Well, this was in Montana, too, which is so crazy. They should be eating bear burgers up there. (laughs) You know, you're in Montana. You can get shitty processed food that was probably, you know. Have you been there before? Montana? Yeah. I think I was there when I was young, but I haven't been there in, if, in my if, adult life. If you ever murder somebody or kidnap somebody, go to yeah. Montana. It's a great place to just hide and live your life. Bourdain had a great episode <laughs> on Montana and yeah. authors, authors that live up in Montana. He was hanging out with them. And they were eating wild game and shit and like shooting pheasants and stuff. Jesus. And my buddy Steve, Steve Graham, he lived in Montana. He yeah. lived up there for a long time. He was um, a doctor up there. It's one of those places like Allison and I drove through and we actually thought of one of your bits because it's one of those places where like especially if you're used to LA or New York or cities, you drive through a place like Montana or you drive through like kind of up above like San Francisco by like Mill Valley or somewhere where you can just see these fucking mountains and it reminds you that like, oh, I'm on earth. Yeah. Like I'm on a pl- I'm not like on another fucking highway. I'm not another fucking Best Buy Jamba Juice strip mall. Like I'm on a planet because yeah. you just see what it almost looked like before we fucking strip mold it all up you know well when I was living in Boulder I when I was up in the mountains one of the reasons why I chose to go up in the mountains was because of the stars because what you could see at night to me I was like look people pay a lot of money for artwork you know on the wall there's no greater artwork than nature than looking at mountains and then at nighttime stars I mean you see 10 times more stars than you see here because of all the light pollution that we experience. Yep. Yeah, the, the sky was amazing. The, the, the stars oh, it's in Montana. incredible. But what was even cooler was how far you could see distance-wise. Like uh-huh. you don't like in LA, you don't yeah. realize that you, you can't really see that far most it's of the time. Gray and yeah, it's smoggy. smoggy. This you could see miles. Like we saw a storm coming. Like just a black cloud. Wow. Like it was so cool. Holy and then suddenly shit. it was just a little storm and then it went away. And I was like, wow, wow and, that's And you can hear shit too. And, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You just hear the, like, when I was quiet. When I was up in Colorado, I would sit on the porch for fucking hours and just hear like eagles. Yeah. You hear eagles yeah. squawk. Yeah. They had golden eagles up there. You would hear all sorts of weird animals going through the woods. At night, it got a little creepy, especially after the dog got eaten by a mountain lion. Yeah, huh? it, got a, it got a little creepy drink. at night. But drink, but um, but during the day it was amazing. But you would every day I'd see like a porcupine, like a fucking big ass yeah. porcupine in the middle of the road. Yeah. I'd have to wait for this fucking thing. I'd see deer constantly. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine just was biking and he just he's in Boulder and he ran into a moose, Jesus. just riding his bike. <clears throat> Holy shit, that's a moose! Well, you fucking go to places like that and you start to think about like. <laughs> our ancestors and stuff yeah. and like the things we complain about it's like people hiked across this with like dying relatives strapped to their back well, and like searching for what like that's insane I think it's so important to go to a place like that and sit the fuck down and just just reset your brain reset the way you look at civilization yeah. for me living in the mountains was so perfect because it was only 20 minutes above Boulder so right. in 20 minutes I could get down to the city but then I was in I was in the woods, man. Yeah, and when you, you get a, a, a view of the earth, as you were saying, it's like it really lets you put everything in perspective. Just because there's a giant mass of people down there brrr, buzzing around in a hive doesn't mean you have to be in that. Totally. Well, and even when you go to Boulder, that's a pretty chill hippie. It's like made out of yeah. co-ops and shit. Yeah. Boulder's awesome, except for there's too many hippies. Boulder killed my view of hippies. I had a very um, sort of a... Uh, 
idealistic view of hippies before I came yeah. to Boulder. Oh, no. And in Boulder, they broke me. They yeah. broke me with all their, their constant requests it, for things. It's brutal when they take it, like, one hippie step too far. So, like... They for, were trespassing on my property. Yeah. Like, that, hey, man, we can't walk in your driveway. This is all land, man. <laughs> that's the thing. When, like, I remember... Even with, like, simple things, like... There are some, like, amazing vegan places, like I said, we'll, like, <laughs> take our family or our friends to when we're in New York. But then, like, you'll be traveling. And, like, sometimes, again, just one step too fucking hippie, man. Yeah. Where, like, you get there and it's like, we don't believe in silverware, man. It's like, God damn it. Like, yeah, just what? come on, man. Like, you really had to fucking do that. Or, you know, sometimes I think if liberals had the the um, and especially hippies, if they had the drive of Republicans would fucking win because sometimes I'll go to something where it's like such a good cause, like the Brooklyn Book Fair or like something like no one knows where fucking shit is like, you know, or you go to like a protest, like people have the wrong sign. It's like fucking the free to bed or and it's like, no, you're not even fucking that, that's that's the wrong one. You know what I mean? It's not even that. And then you look at Republicans are on the same page. Every fucking day, there's no infighting. There's no bullshit. The environmentalists are mad at the vegans or the gays are mad at the blacks or whatever. You just get like 100%. They wake up at like 6 a.m. and they're like, hey, are you crazy? It's like, yep, are you crazy? Yep. Like, all right, let's fucking go be crazy. And then they go and they get shit done because what they like, what they lack in sort of empathy and facts, uh, they make up for in like pamphlet making skills. And they're really good at that shit. An organization. An organization. They're really good at lobbying. And we're just like, <laughs> trespassing on Joe Rogan's property. It's like, hey, freedom. Do you remember the people that were uh, hired or volunteered when the uh, the voting scandal was going down in Florida and all the oh people that were cheering and, and, and throwing their fists up in the and air had, like, cheering? the brown shirts and shit? What the fuck? That was so creepy. <clears throat> that was, was so the, creepy. Would, that, that's one thing that I totally agree with you on that that particular situation. Oh. You could, I would never see Democrats doing that exact same no. thing. I mean, well, look at what Democrats, look at Barack Obama. I mean, look at what a, 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 a gigantic, gigantic uh, uh, scared little vagina he's being where he's talking about <laughs> Uh, talking about compromise, it's always talking about the, the country he wants, wants to stay in office. Yeah, the country wants compromise. The country wants compromise. But here's the ironic part. So what ends up happening? He compromises and sells out the liberals. Right? He compromises before there's even like a debate. Like if you're arguing, if there are 35 hostages, right, and Obama's like negotiating, you're gonna end with like 38 dead hostages and abortion's gonna be illegal. Like that's literally like disguised the way he fucking operates because he 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 will give them what they want before the debate even starts. Right. So you're already setting the line. To the right, instead of how you're supposed to debate, ask for a lot, then start compromising down, right? And the reason uh, – oh, so he's doing that because he's saying, you know, we're, we're, we're in a tough economic time. The Republicans are going to blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is the Republicans on record, on Meet the Press, on every show, have said their only goal is to get Obama out of office. So – if they're going to do everything they can to fuck you anyway, why not get what you want unless it's really not what you want? And that's when I start to think there's more kind of nefarious. I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works that way. I don't think there's really two united groups. I think there's all sorts of factions inside each particular group. The Tea Party faction, the, the faction that actually believe that Sarah Palin could be fucking president. Yeah. And they have to mingle in with the rest of these factions. You know, yeah. the pro-war factions, the industrialist factions. They all get together in their own little group and try to keep things as civil as, as possible and keep things moving in the same direction. But yeah. I, don't, I don't really think they're all organized. I don't think they, you know, I don't think they've completely saw the, the, the whole picture together and agreed on it. No, no, I, I mean, I definitely don't think it's like the smoky room thing, but I do think it's that 
That would be awesome, though. It would, it would be like the, the Bill Hicks joke it, about the Kennedy assassination. It would definitely explain a lot. <laughs> Hicks, if you don't know, had this great joke about when he, when, when someone become president, they bring you into a dark, smoky room filled with cigar smoke and industrialists. Heads of industry. And yeah. they go, all right, roll the clip, and then it shows you a, an angle of the President Kennedy assassination that you've never seen before. <laughs> and then afterwards, it goes, any questions? Yeah. Just what my agenda is going to be? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely somebody that theory. Look but, at Obama. I mean, come well, on, is that is there is there ever been a bigger turnaround between what you promise in uh, going into office and what you actually deliver? Has uh, there ever been? No, uh, I don't know. I've never man. seen a guy that seemed to be a, a liberal that became uh, a Bush. This is pretty bad. I mean, well, Clinton was a lot more Republican than people. I mean, you remember all the most homophobic legislation was passed under Clinton. All that telecom merging, that was under Clinton. Uh, what is the homophobic stuff that was passed under Clinton? Uh, the Defense of Marriage Act. Oh. Um, which now Obama's Why trying to do. They have to what, where, where does that come from? Is, who's putting the pressure? That's what I don't understand. Well, why would why what is the pressure to to make gay marriage illegal? Where, where's that coming from? Is there a financial benefit in that? Yeah, is I mean, it an insurance company thing? The the, the religious right. I mean, is the, it just that though? Because it seems like there's got to be some money in that. It seems like if in order for it to have so many legs, it's, there's got to be some money. In you know, it. why I, do they care so much? I kind of wish there was because war and a lot of that stuff can come down to money. But yeah. this is legitimately like fucking racism was. I mean, it's just like it was the next step. We're all scared. We need someone to fucking hate. We need someone to scapegoat. Because look, what's easier saying uh, we have to the, the, the entire voting system's rigged. Our democracy might be broken. If you try to fix it, you're going to be chased down by a bunch of fucking brown shirts. So we have to completely redo our voting system or blame it on the Mexicans, blame it on the gays. Is, blame it on the poor black women. It's really easy to scapegoat these people and paint them as like the big problem. Or eat mushrooms and wait for the aliens. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Sort everything out. I don't want to be a part of this civilization anymore. It's I'm, pretty bad. I'm 43 years old. Just I'm don't almost pay 44. Attention to that shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting it to the point where I'm going, you know what? You guys are just too crazy, and it's been crazy since the 60s. It's been crazy since the 50s. Yeah. I listened to a Hunter S. Thompson speech that he gave at Boulder uh, University in the 1970s. And I listened to it the other day on the plane. And when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, these are the same fucking concerns. They were worried about the CFR. They were worried about, you know, the, you know, the end of the world. People were worried back then about a, a war with the Soviet Union. And like, meanwhile, you know, all oh, this country's going downhill. This country's going downhill. I mean, that was the echoed statement over yeah. and over again in the 1970s. Then here we are, 2011. Things just keep fucking putting along, man. Oh, man. <laughs> we, uh... I don't, I don't want to keep trying to fix this fucking thing and wait my whole life out. That's my number one problem with politics. No. I don't want to waste my whole life on some system that I had no say over. No. All of a sudden, I'm born into this system that, in my opinion, makes very little fucking sense. Seems like it's overrun with douchebags and corruption. And no. there's no ethical way through. No. So I look at it and I go, what, what, how much time am I going to waste? Can I just make some noise in the background and hope they don't get so out of control that I have to deal huh. with them in my life. I mean, right. is that my option? Yeah, I mean... It's not weighed in, man. I'm not get, I'm not going in there. Yeah, and you don't want to, but the problem is it's like... And you can look at it from kind of like a badass point of view. It's like you look at like these activists. There was this kid... Uh, there's this guy named Tim DeChristopher, and of course he got like no mainstream media attention, even though he was like a likable, articulate, funny, like good-looking dude. Where they were gonna auction off all this land. Sounds like someone had a crime. He was. He was really dreamy. Go <laughs> sway. He had a good smile. He's kind of like a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm drinking soy milk. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize. Um, and he, uh, he, uh, they were gonna auction off. The Bush administration was gonna auction off all this like uh, protected like wildlife uh, in Utah, right? And so, you know, Robert Redford's trying to stop it and all this stuff. No one can stop it. And they're doing it to, to drill. 
And this is just like this amazing land that hasn't been touched. Um, and so Tim to Christopher is fucking driving to school and he's like, I have to do something. This is insane. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll just put this aside. It's stupid, but I have to try. So he goes there, notices there's little security and they're letting people in for the auction. And he's just like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in an auction. Right. So he goes in. No one's really noticing him. It's like <laughs> he's probably like the only guy not in a cowboy hat, but uh, at least that's how I envision it. And he, uh, he outbids all these oil companies. He just keeps bidding and bidding, 100000 blah, blah, blah. He buys all the land, right? So they realize he's a fake. He gets arrested. But what he knew was by the time they restructured everything, because they can't just do the auction again, uh, Obama was going to be in office, and Obama uh, would protect the land. So it's a really cool sort of heroic badass story about activism and about actually changing something. But the, the twist is uh, he just got sentenced. He's going to fucking jail. So the people who tortured, the people who wiretapped, the people who, you know— uh, kill civilians, the government that will cut $900 million from the school system in Pennsylvania while not tax cut and giving tax cuts to billionaires. Those guys are fine. But this dude who just like, it was a fucking, I mean, that was, that, that, that was old school civil disobedience. I mean, the thing is, it wasn't a fucking online petition. It wasn't like you retweeted something. What was, it was his I'm physical go fuck act? Shit up. What was his physical act? What did uh, he do? Well, he, I, I guess it was, it was fraud. He was posing as, or I don't know the actual charge, but he was posing as someone else. He disrupted this, uh, this auction. Um, I don't, I don't know the name of he the He didn't assault charge. anybody or oh, steal no. anything. He went in or... there and fucking raised his little stupid auctioning paddle and just kept raising it and just lied and fucked up the whole thing. So he lost people money. And he, he's going to jail for that. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think the sentence might have been like 10 years. Speaking of Montana, giant fucking oil spill in Montana. Have you seen the photos of that? It's yeah. horrible. Right into the fucking Yellowstone River, man. At least 25 miles. Between 31 and 42,000 gallons flowed. It's a lot of flooding. That's, that's what they were talking about is how everything's flooding right now. Did but this, you? this is not flooding. It's dude. not this from is, flooding? No, no, no. This is oil. An it's oil, oil spill. Flooding. It's horrible, man. This beautiful river. And it is just fucking disgusting with yeah. oil. Yeah. It's, it's so sad, man. If you ever go up to like, you know, that you were up in Montana. You know, you go to that part of the world, like look at like some of the, the, the rivers and lakes and streams that flow through like Colorado and Wyoming and all those like sparsely populated places. There's a few places like that where you can still see some incredible, you know, n- natural, beautiful things like that. And right. now it's fucked. Now you probably have a lot of, you probably have at least some listeners who are like, you know, who cares? We got to get the oil, blah, 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 blah. Like no. if something looks pretty, go look on uh, at, a, at, a, at a pretty picture. But well, people are also be... so people's waters are being poisoned. Water's being poisoned. Have you seen that shit in New York where people can light their water on fire? Yes. Because of the yeah. hydrofracking? Like it's yeah. insane. Like people are literally being like poisoned uh, by this shit just for more, for more fucking money. Yeah, well, the idea that the the only way to go is with oil, and the only way to go is a way that pollutes the environment—that's ridiculous. Yeah. They found clean sources of fuel. What they need to do is figure out a way to make clean sources of fuel work yeah. for a large scale of human beings. I mean, that's Bill, what they need to do. Bill Burr had a joke about it. I never saw him do it on like TV, but I remember he was working it out at the Boston Comedy Club when I was starting. About like somewhere there's like some guy on a farm who like invented like the perfect like you know kind of uh, electric car or like natural. Gas gas and you know people come to his door and they're like yeah we're here from uh like whatever committee and they're like let's just see the thing and then he turns around like it's right here and just thunk and just takes him out just drags him away and like that's it you know you know there was a guy that invented a car that ran on water 
turned up dead a couple years later. They were talking about that on the Opie and Anthony show. That's probably where you were talking about where Bill Burr came up with the idea. He was on that episode. I was like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be conspiratorial sometimes. But you, the Rupert Murdoch thing you were talking about, the fucking whistleblower's dead, dead. Yeah, and you hear stuff like that, and it's just like, all right, (laughs) like Jesus fucking Christ. Look, you know know the strange case of Vince Foster. You know the Vince Foster story, right? Oh yeah, the Clinton Vince Foster. Yeah, Yeah. Vince Foster, some guy who knew a lot of shit about all those creepy real estate deals that went on where a lot of people went to jail and this guy wound up in a fucking uh, a, he wound up dead where there was no blood there was no blood near the scene of the crimes like they, they clearly moved his body and the gun was still in his hand which is not supposed to ever happen in a suicide case when you shoot yourself your gun supposedly just goes flying out of your hand right you can't hold on to it right so when someone's got a gun in their hand and there's no blood there like I'm pretty sure that's uh, don't quote me on this I've read the book, The Strange Case of Vince Foster, The Strange Death of Vince Foster. I read it years ago. For sure, there's conspiracies, man. If you don't think there are, if you don't think people are getting whacked left and right, let me tell you how it works. If you have a lot of money, you know other people with a lot of money. If you know other people with a lot of money, you know other people that have ties to the military. If you know people that have ties to the military, you know people who are mercenaries. If you know people who have mercenaries and you have a problem, you get that problem taken care of, yep. and you can get it taken care of clean for not that much money. Right. Yeah. Okay? I have friends that worked as mercenaries. I have friends that work for... Various companies overseas. They were in the they were in the Marines, and they yeah. were in you know, and, and they wanted to go back and make some money. And they went back, and they made a fuckload of money. Yeah. And it's not hard to find people like that. It's yeah. not hard at all, you know. So anybody that thinks that you can you know run around fucking over Rupert Murdoch and not yeah. wind up dead, <laughs> listen, bitch. It doesn't even matter, man. It doesn't even matter how public it is. Well, that's he, that's what I was gonna say. That's the scariest fucking part because like let's say that did happen. Right. Yeah. That means not only is he just like kill him. So, all right. Already fucking creepy. Right. Yeah. Like take him out. Uh, but on top of that, knowing he's going to be public, knowing he's uh-huh. going to be that obvious, like couldn't even wait a fucking year. And right? he's almost dead, man. He's almost dead. Yeah. Could- he's got a special cell phone that he keeps in his backyard. He has to pick up a rock. Uh-huh. He turns it on. He calls some dude who looks like Charles Bronson, but talks in a Russian accent, and that's your ass, bitch. It's fucking. He's an Australian Mr. Yeah. Burns from The Simpsons. It ain't hard, dude. It ain't hard. Trust me. There's a lot of goddamn people. People can blend in. There's like seven billion people on the planet. You don't think they could find someone to kill you? Yeah. Run, Louise Boat. <laughs> By the way, I hope you don't mind. Uh, I'm sleeping over now, and just fine. I'm not leaving the house. Oh, you scared? A little bit. Don't be scared, dude. You're not saying anything bad. I don't think, so. I don't think they would kill you for that. I don't think so. Either. You gotta, you gotta Th- be. There's a part of some WikiLeaks type yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a part of me that gets disappointed every time that like security they pass me along. I'm like, I'm not as edgy as I thought. Uh, do you really think that like no, maybe no. you're gonna wind up on a list someday for being an edgy comedian? God, well, one day, I, one day I fucking hope so. One, one day I hope so because I, <laughs> I just get bored with my fucking act that I'm like I gotta do something, dude. That uh, the hacker thing. So uh, you brought up Bradley Manning. I was just watching this interview with uh, the one guy who pretty much has access to him. This guy David House. Bradley Manning. We didn't actually bring him up. He's the guy oh, who WikiLeaks, uh, the WikiLeaks yeah. guy. He's the uh, the soldier that gave up all the information. Yeah, and to Julian Assange. He was part of this whole like hacking community and like. I want to get someone on our show where, like, you got to look into that. Like, this community is fucking fascinating. So I'm watching this kid be interviewed, and he's this really, like, uh, really fucking smart guy. And I guess he was at a hacker conference, and they can, like, spot out because there's always, like, FBI agents and stuff like that. Right. And apparently they were showing video footage of the the civilians that were killed, the first big thing that came out from WikiLeaks from, from the helicopter. Yes, yeah. 
So they were showing footage of this and this guy horrifying, did, horrifying. And this guy, David House, was very calmly explaining. So I was sitting in the audience and I saw the guy next to me was uh, an agent. And Amy Goodman, the, the, the woman interviewing him, was like, how do you know he was an agent? And this was like some Jason Bourne stuff. He's like, well, his Blackberry was tinted so he couldn't see at an angle. He was wearing khaki pants and a hacker T-shirt, which is the memo they all get when they all get emails to say to dress like us, except he had a shaved head that symbolized military or law enforcement. So I leaned over to him and said, just so you know, you're supporting this. And the guy goes, yeah, I am. And then he left. But it's like, how fucking creepy is that? When you're involved in, Whoa. this is just a hacker convention. And it's just like, you know that like you're, but it's like the guys, like when I was, when I was 60, I used to go to fish concerts. You see the guy with like the old tie dye shirt. That's like, is anybody selling illegal narcotics? And you're like, all right, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're a cop, dude. You know? I had a guy come up to me in Cleveland, ask me for DMT. I'm pretty positive he was a cop. Wow. Yeah. yeah he was like asking me like, really? come on, how can I get it? Yeah. And I was looking in his eyes. I was like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. It was weird. He had a, he had a crew weird. cut. He had a crew cut, and he was asking me about how to get DMT. I'm like, I don't know how to get illegal drugs, dude. Wow, we've had people at uh, we've had people at like our meetups and stuff be like, you know, so when do you think when do you think violence is okay? And we're just like, we're what? done, we're done here. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah, that's kind of funny, man. That they could spot the hackers that easy. Or spot the, the agents that. Oh, easy. excuse me. Yeah, yeah spot yeah, yeah. the agents. Oh, I, uh, the hackers I, could spot them oh, rather I, that easy. I thought that was so it's like so Simpsons like. I know, you know. I know. I know. It's uh, so ridiculous. But you know, when you have people, I mean, there are people infiltrating like peace groups. Of course. And it's uh, and it's crazy. It's like that's where you're gonna put your. You know, you say you're going after fucking Al Qaeda and trying to keep us safe, but really, the anti-war people you're afraid to, that are gonna commit violence. I forget the pot story. Something about some growers up in the northeast. Or Northwest, rather, and the way they found out that there was a um, uh, an inside guy that was a, a grower that was actually an FBI agent was yeah. he died in a motorcycle accident. I remember that. Yeah. And he was revealed as a state cop. They covered it on the and they were like, yeah, yeah. "What the fuck? Like you, you, you what, what, what a waste of money you guys are doing here. It's well, so ridiculous." Dude, we interviewed like this like hardcore animal activist, this guy named Peter Young, who was like part back in the day was part of the Animal Liberation Front. Like, oh, those guys are nuts. They went to jail for arson and shit. Well, they don't think you should even have pets. They think that every animal should be free. Oh, interesting. That's their ultimate goal is to release dogs and shit uh most of the animal activists that like i talk to are uh incredibly pro-adoption they're anti-breeding mm-hmm. right but like yeah of course pro-adoption right. um but anyway so uh so he actually had a woman uh he essentially was dating an fbi agent like she infiltrated that way oh my god went on all these road trips and so oh they just started asking god. all the right questions oh my god and he was and, banging her yeah i think so well Woo! he was at least we kind of alluded he was at least like hooking up and uh what does that mean uh, getting the cop to suck his dick what's yeah, up something like that that's worth it do but, a little jail time you know you fucked the shit out of that cop but, but i like what what <laughs> level of like evil is like that boss that it's like go fuck this guy for information yeah. well what yeah. level of evil is that girl that she can do that yeah seriously whoa that's dark dude yep Ooh, that's someone's daughter. Someone's daughter <laughs> used her pussy to catch some animal terrorist guy. You know, you're, you're, you're a snitch and kind of slutty. Like you're both of those things. Dirty bitch. Wow, they just said that they arrested 14 people from Anonymous today. Uh oh. Uh, it's they've been arrested as part of an ongoing operation targeting the, the hacking collective. God damn Anonymous. it, Joe. We are on a list. I'm staying here. <sighs> this just happen. Listen, yeah. I, I'm going to a Republican fundraiser tomorrow. If you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Might want to join in, dude. I'm in. Just cut your hair a little closer to the skull and 
wear a long sleeve shirt. Just say you've seen the light, man. Yeah. You know, people see the light. They'll be excited. Dude. They'll yeah. feel they'll feel edgy. Dude, they want to have with you. us because we have tattoos. Yeah, dude. We fucking talk to a different group of people that they don't know. Yeah. You know, which it's access to some people, you know. You know, they don't get those democracy now characters, you know. You could fucking put some sense into their head through okay. you. Seriously. Dude, I I, I I have to tell you, I seriously You could Dennis Miller the whole deel. <laughs> <laughs> He did, right? Oh, what happened, man? Did yeah, he, kinda, he sure did. I wanted to ask him once, man. I've only talked to him a few times. I've talked to him on the ra- on the radio, on his show, and yeah. he's been very cool to me, and I like him. He's a very nice guy. Sure. And, but one time, we were alone in a bathroom, taking a leak right next to each other. I just want to be like, this, Fuck is, a, yeah. this is an act, right? Because you know? this was 2003. Oh, interesting. You know, this is when Fear Factor just starting to take off. He goes, Joey, you got yourself a little hit there. Congratulations. <laughs> and we're peeing next to each other. I wanted to go, what the fuck is going on, man? You know Bush? You hanging out with him? Who got you, to you, Miller? Yeah, yeah, what happened? What is that like? You're going and hanging out at their house? The right. fuck are you doing? You're dating an FBI agent? This is fucked up. Yeah, man. He, uh, well, it's weird because I think he was legitimately, I think a lot of people got very, like after 9 11, yeah. they definitely, like, legitimately, at least on the, the war on terror front, got a little mm-hmm. Republican y because everyone was fucking scared, right? Yeah, rightly but, so. But then, and I just saw him recently on like Bill O'Reilly and stuff, and he's like making fun of poor people and shit like that. It's like, dude, you can be Republican on one level and not have to sell out everything you used to believe in. Like yeah. that shit kind of blows my mind. Like someone said to me, like, wait till you get some money and you'll you'll become a Republican. And mm-hmm. like that was some of the most insulting shit. Where it's like, so you're saying that when I get money, I'm just gonna sell out everything I ever believed in? Like I'm sure there are people who do it, but Jesus Christ, man, how can you be so shallow to say that and be okay that that came out of your mouth? You know? It's so silly to think that you would all of a sudden join that other team. And, you know, you, you have a pretty open-minded spectrum of ideas that you've adopted from a bunch of different places. Yeah. Well, you would all of a sudden go, no, I'm here to protect all my gold. Right. <laughs> you know, instead of instead of being open-minded and yeah. kind of like looking at the whole big picture and say, well, they're both kind of crooks. And, you right. know, which you do, you know, yeah, you have that to. you wouldn't do that. You would all of a sudden become a Republican. It's so ridiculous. Fuck. You would get some money. Yeah, yeah start pro- The drunk, best thing drunk. money gives you, the best thing, is you don't worry about money. That's the best thing money gives you. Yeah, I'm sure. That's the number one thing it gives gives you yep. people who don't you know they, they look at it like you know like oh man it's not all about money you're right but it's like a tool if it's not all about hammers but if you want to build a fucking house maybe you should have a hammer right okay because hammers are awesome to build houses with you're going to use rocks and nail those nails you could build a house with a, a rock and and, and 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 nails but you're way better off making some money yeah all right you're way, way better off Figuring out how you don't have to get rich, just get to a point where you can be comfortable. We don't have to wake up in a fucking sweaty yeah. panic like you're, I always used to do. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, "Fuck, how am I going to feed myself this week?" Yeah. Well, you, when you get to a point where you don't have to worry about those things, you're not going to change and become a Republican. You're not going to fucking all of a sudden say, "Fuck the world." I mean, what, 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 that's ridiculous. Well, what I don't get is any Republican who doesn't have a trillion dollars. You know what I mean? Who isn't just so rich? And it's like, and I, I think it's because they. And again, our representation, the Democrats' representation, liberal stereotype, like, it's horrible. But anytime I talk to, like, a level-headed conservative and, like, we actually have a conversation, we realize we're all being fucked by the same people, right? And the bottom line is Republicans have gotten really good as – what do they say? They say, we don't want to raise taxes. So if you're poor, you're middle class, you hear that and you go, yeah, that makes sense because I need every penny that I can get. What they're actually saying is we're not going to raise taxes on the upper 1%, which the majority of people are not, obviously, the upper 1%. So that means that someone who already has a billion dollars doesn't want to give away a tiny percentage of that, which they won't even fucking notice is there. And because of that, that's going to defund however many schools. That's going to, uh, you know, that money could have been used to create jobs, to create infrastructure with all these fucking bridges that are collapsing, right? And so it's not you. They mm-hmm. don't want to fucking rob you. All the, the Bush tax cuts, look. 
they're talking about the debt ceiling right now. We've raised the debt ceiling under every recent president. The only one we didn't, the only one who didn't, George Bush raised the debt ceiling several times over five. Well, we don't want to. Right? There's a black president. The last thing you want him to do is running up his credit cards. <laughs> That's very true. That's what's going on. Uh, like, this guy's trying to get shit on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> but we, listen, we know how they are. They're very bling bling. But the only one who did the very only, fancy. The only one who didn't. They're fancy. The only one who didn't raise the debt ceiling was uh, Bill Clinton because we actually had a surplus under Clinton. Then Bush came in. And I remember a lot of these same Republicans who are cutting all the this, the the funding for Medicare and stuff. Uh, they're still in office. They were in office with Bush. Bush comes in, cuts tax cuts for the rich, uh, and goes to war. And suddenly we all this money, and we're back in debt. And it's like it wasn't it wasn't the Democrats. My problem with taxes, my number one problem is you know saying that you're going to take away more money from people, whether it's from rich people or whether it's from poor people, wherever the fuck you're going to. Yeah. I don't trust you to manage that money correctly. Sure. So I don't believe that if you take more money from rich people, it is going to necessarily fix anything. I think it's probably going to create a bunch of fucking jobs that we don't really need. That's what's really going to happen. It's going to, you get more money for taxes, and what is this incompetent, fucked up government going to do? Well, they're going to create more jobs to, to re- require more money so they can continue to get more taxes every year. Right. Well, I don't believe that it's going to funnel directly into education well, that, and yeah, I mean, that community bring, improvement. That if bring, I did, and if I thought it was handled by competent people, I would support it. But when you start talking about 48% tax brackets and ridiculous shit like that, right. I got to go, where's this money going? Well, and, that, and, and are you getting a, 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 a direct result, like a, a fair proportion sure. of resources for what you put in? Well, that's a problem is so... It's patching you know, up a, a system that's f- completely fucked well, the, on the backs of the successful people. I think, and it, the success. I, 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 I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll just say one more thing. And I do agree that successful people have made it to be successful because of this system, and they should probably contribute more. I absolutely think that. But I think I don't trust the people that are in charge of doing it to be competent in it. Who the fuck would want to be handling taxes? Right. Who the fuck would we want to be distributing wealth and 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 doing it? You know, uh, uh, all these people are paying taxes. You got to figure out where the fuck it goes. Right. God. Man, who the fuck would want that? Some creep. Yeah, well, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's definitely something in the middle. Like, I want to say socialism works, but fucking, I've been on the underground right. forum and see the hell that can break loose there. Everyone who's been on a message board is kind of like, all right, maybe we need some totalitarian. There's too many weak cunts. Socialism doesn't work because there's too many weak cunts. There's too many lazy fucking people who are not going to do their share. If everyone was cool and everyone was of sound character, and we had this sort of a, a community where you know, I need a coconut. You, uh, you know, you yeah. can let me borrow some wood. But remember, a lot of these lazy cunts are, you know, whenever. You say lazy cunt, or you say welfare queen. What do you think of? You think of the the fucking some poor black family who has like. A I don't of think kids. of that. No, I I'm not think saying of lazy you. white guys. Right. So many of the pull yourself up by your bootstraps people mm-hmm. were born into that wealth, and they're like, "Why don't you do what I do?" It's like, what? Right. Go come out of your mom's vag? Like, there's nothing. I can't be born into what. The you The real born issue into. is the numbers are out of control. There's right. too many human beings that we're trying to manage. We're supposed to be in small tribes of fifty to hundred people. <laughs> right. We should know each other. Where well, I have a know? legitimate question for you because I don't know the answer to this because I don't not agree with you what you said about the government being inept. You know, this is the first year that uh, Citizen Radio actually, like, we, we paid taxes on it, right? And there was part of me, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking proud. Like, this is this this is when I could have turned it through Republican, but I'm going to I'm gonna pay taxes, I'm going to fund schools, I'm going to blah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, mailed off the check. And then I was like, that's probably going to kill some Iraqis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know where that fucking money is Fuck going. Yeah. But with that said, so... But what's the other option? So it's either you have... Be an expatriate. Well, no, you, you, you Thailand. Yeah. Do no, your but, shit off the internet in Thailand. With taxes, you either have the inept government you were talking about, right? Or the greedy for-profit Republicans. Both are shitty. Mm-hmm. 
but what's fucking worse? And then it's a good question. And what's he in the middle? Do you, you know ever I mean? think about that? Because you're a, a really extremely politically politically uh, active guy, and your your radio show is based around. I mean, essentially, a lot of it is around politics. Yeah, I mean, sure. you have Noam Chomsky's again. You ever feel like, man, maybe I'm a commentator on pro wrestling? Right. Maybe this is all some <laughs> fucking phony horse shit, and I'm caught up in this, pretending it's all real, and getting everybody, you know, this the Glenn Beck September 12th rally. Take yeah, America you're, you're a part of the problem know? almost. Yeah, you right. almost. Like, you're like legitimizing this horse shit. No, I mean, I think I, I think it's I think it's really easy to think that because again, it seems. By so the way, it's just a question. It's oh, just yeah, a question, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the people are out there like, "Hey, man, you're attacking him for being active." Absolutely not. I'm just proposing this, and I don't I don't necessarily lean that way or the other way. Yeah, I, well. Well, people could either be like you're attacking him for being active, or be like talk about tits, stop this nonsense. Well, there's a lot of that. Sure. There's <laughs> okay. a lot of talk about farts right now. Uh, I got oh. caught eating my girlfriend's asshole this weekend. You got caught? caught. Yeah, a grown man caught me eating my girlfriend's asshole. How's the this man? Happen? Uh, we're, she's feature dancing, so we're in the green room and we're bored. I'm oh. like, and I just started eating her asshole. Right. Ew, and I thought I locked, dude. I thought I locked her door, okay, okay. and the guy walks in and okay. goes, "Oh, right. sorry," and nice. I had to like I didn't, stand that, up. That wasn't and, an invitation for you to completely <laughs> change the subject. By the way. The you old, fucking weirdo. I'll try to segue it back. The old asshole-eating industrial complex. Brian, it again. Barging in on been, you when you're trying to eat some ass. Brian has been banging way over his head, so <laughs> please just allow him this indiscretion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just, he's you know how embarrassing happy. it is standing it's a, up very happy, very happy to have a girl that I was really say, it's a big shouldn't day. want to have anything to do with him, and he can eat her asshole at the drop of a dime. So he likes to talk about it, and he thinks there's like entertainment value. <laughs> no, no, because... He doesn't understand that it's really for other people. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Sure, you know how horrible it was yes, talking like a grown right. man like like he didn't leave and like mm -hmm. oh I'm sorry he was still talking to my girlfriend like going like instructions for her to do something and I had to like slowly stand up sit there and just act like I didn't, <laughs> didn't slowly happen. wipe your mouth with a napkin <laughs> well at least you didn't get douchey like most boyfriends of strippers would yeah. like what the fuck bro you don't know yeah you know, it's really funny when they have rules. You can't look at her tits yet. She ain't on the stage now. You fucking creep. Meanwhile, she's out there shoving dildos in her mouth and shit. That's okay. Those dildos are ours. They're from our home. He can't come into the, the room without knocking. Right. You know, exactly. He has to knock to make sure that she's okay. There's a certain amount of privacy that you must respect. Oh, I didn't know you were getting your asshole eaten. So, yep. Pardon you know, me. It's weird how much feature dancing and comedian goes together. Like It was exactly like being on the road like with you, except that you 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 know you don't take off your clothes but and stuff like that and play cooter ball. Yeah. But but it, it was exactly the same. Like you get picked up at the airport. Yeah. You have a hotel. You like it, it was so weird. You hate your father. Yeah, yeah and then the club <laughs> operated the same. It's got to be a weird stalkery thing, though, huh? She's yeah. in, she's in the middle of Montana, and, and she's dancing, and they know that and she has fans. I guess she even has fans that are like Twitter fans that are also that knew who I was just because of following her on Twitter. So they wanted to meet you too. Uh, no, they just <laughs> stared at me like I'm going to dance with your girlfriend. Oh, you got dance. She gives away dances. Aww. She gives away like lap dances. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I would murder everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was just start burning wow. down. So clubs. she like she has to like sit on dudes' laps. So dudes off the internet they mm -hmm. know you she red man girlfriend yes. and then they go and they can get lap dances from your girlfriend absolutely Whoa. but the good thing is is that she goes goes okay uh, I have time for two I'm gonna pick this old rich couple over here and dance for his wife and I might choose the, oh that big fat old kid with the glasses that looks like he's never been laid you know like so Aww. she'll just do that instead of like she gives away <laughs> charity pussy yeah yeah like, <laughs> like there was like a fraternity there at that I night legitimately and I'm like odd and she like, yeah. wouldn't do any I know people who are swingers, you know, and I, I don't, this, I don't know 
that's that's in the next level. I do too. Yeah, you know, like where people will, I know people who will get together as couples yep. and they'll go and try to fuck other couples. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And they'll like be in the the room while some guy is railing your wife, yeah. just yeah. fucking the shit out of her, and they get off on it. Yeah, yeah. Like what? We, uh, me and Provenza did this podcast at uh, this convention we were at, and uh, it was really interesting. He was. Kind I of, was hoping you weren't going to say me and Provenza were in a gangbang. We were. <laughs> we were yeah, second we were, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we each other lap dances. I was hoping. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm fucking his wife. My <laughs> episode of the Green Room hasn't aired yet. And, uh, <laughs> Has I, I anybody been on the show somehow? Oh uh, yeah, it premiered last week. Oh. Right. oh. Cool. Um and uh, it's actually really good, man. <clears throat> For the first uh, the first episode, it was like Shanling and Apato and fucking. That's sweet. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, so. Uh, so fucking uh, so we were in this podcast and he was kind of going after me for being like a prude and stuff because he's like he, yeah he's very like in that sort of sexual revolution and uh, and so there were a bunch a of prude gr- how were you a prude oh I mean just like <clears throat> very like uh, meat and potatoes fucking not swingers not you know what I mean like meat and no, potatoes fucking meat and potatoes fucking <laughs> some happy days type shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just, <laughs> just kind of everyone's in a good mood and like we're like we're doing this alright alright let's fuck and uh, and so <laughs> No masks or ball gags or anything. Yeah, I mean, creepy. yeah, it's pretty like it's pretty clean. There's not much shit to clean up afterwards. Like we can Very still look good. at each other in the nice. eye, you know. Yeah, and you we can still have breakfast together without being like, "What you did was awful." Um, and and Paul asked, you know, he's like, "How many girls in here have rape fantasies?" Now we were not, uh, we were not in like. Uh, with like dancers or anything, it was it was a fucking science convention, right? Uh, and there were girls in the room, uh, big, small, pretty, unattractive, uh, probably eighteen to like forty and married. All of them uh, raised their hands. By the way, doesn't give the audience to uh, if the audience is listening, like, well, well, if that's what they want. Uh, <laughs> but I was definitely where I'm like, man, there was a lot of sexual shit that I do not know about. Like, we, the- you'll never understand what it's like to be a woman. In we we try to pretend we do, but yeah. I think. You know how like a woman will never understand what it's like to be you, and you just kind of try to be cool around her and try to be what she would like from you, just and not try to, to fuck it up, blend things down, just to keep anybody from getting crazy. Well, it's with that with them, even in a much more extreme way. We don't know what the fuck it's like to want to get held down and fucked, no. right? Because I used to date a girl who was a very nice person, and she was very educated, and she liked getting held down and fucked. She would try to get up. That was her thing. No. She was fucking smart, man. She had, I don't want to say what school she went to, but she was a, a very, very, very bright person, very highly educated, and she yeah. liked getting raped. Yeah. Okay? That was her thing. And she just wanted to get raped by somebody she liked. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was mean, what her thing was. I couldn't understand that. I don't know. I didn't understand it. Yeah. But that, that was, was... There's definitely, like, a huge difference between, you know, no one wants to get raped. But my or, problem or was... Hey, hey, hey. I was speak young. for everybody. Uh, sorry, sorry. I was young back then, and I was quite a bit more savage than I am now. I'm quite All a bit right. more civilized. So I was really worried. Like, I might really get into raping chicks. This, yeah. She might <laughs> she might be my fucking. Th- is, you know, the, is this my is this my was, thing that I didn't know about? Yeah. She was really hot and she was really kind of crazy and and fun, you know. And so I was like, shit. I hope I don't like just get into this. Right. I hope this isn't my new thing now. You know. I don't want to need to rape people. Yeah, that's probably yeah. The, yeah. You know, yeah. like you know, you look. Obviously, we don't completely understand how human behavior comes to fruition yeah. we know that there's factors but we don't completely understand all of them yeah i mean it's very possible that something could happen to turn you down a dark road yeah you I, know I, I mean i don't i don't know if it has to happen during the formative period of your of your life or if it's possible for some weird shit to happen like if you go to prison or you yeah. get addicted to a drug no or, it, it also may not even be like as dark a road as like you know you think it is because i i, I again i i don't think you know obviously they wouldn't want to get raped 
Uh, but it could just be like people like aggressive sex. You know, yeah. guys fantasize about aggressive sex. The same yeah. thing. You know, you don't want to uh, get raped. It's just the the she wanted to fight back, man. No, there was a little rape involved. Wow, it I did. Was, it, I it was, did a girl that liked to get slapped, and I was like always like freaked. Yeah. Like at first, I was just like, uh-uh, I don't want to do this. And I was thinking later in life, am I going to start elbowing her? Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize when I first started dating her why she wanted to date me in the first place. You right. know, because I, I was I had never graduated college. I went to UMass Boston. I just say it. She went to Harvard, and um, she just uh, she was just oh Becky, shut the fuck up, <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> but um, you know th- what she wanted was you know some young savage person right. to fuck the shit out of her. It's just like a guy you know who's a- an intelligent guy. Like I've seen, I-, I know a guy who was an executive that lost his entire career because he was a brilliant guy, just but stop. he couldn't stop going after young hot pussy. Yeah, like he would he would and. It eventually got him in all sorts of trouble. But it was young, dumb, hot pussy. Yeah. That's what he wanted. That's what this girl wanted. You know, it's interesting, man. Like, and, 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 you know, I don't like dudes who use the whole, like, biological thing, like, as an excuse to cheat. But there definitely is something there. But, like, any time that, like, there's a girl, and especially for comics, because, like, I mean, you uh, you were probably uh, in a better situation than me. But, like, I didn't get girls until I became a comic. Um, so there's part of me that I'm, like, I'm making up for fucking lost time. Like, <laughs> like, this wasn't fair. Like, this is for every fucking girl that was, like, my best friend and just, like, fucked me over and called me when her boyfriend, like, was a dick, you know? And so I just started fucking and fucking. And, uh, <laughs> and you say, like, you're marching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for holidays, and 4th of fucking, July. Fucking. And fucking. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> And and uh, and I just remember like uh, I don't even know where that was going. Like I think there was part of me that's just like, yeah, I did that. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Well, you were saying the, the, oh, right, right, right. the desire so, to cheat. So then, uh, so now you know, like I'm like so happily fucking married. Like I don't think about it. You know, once you get someone on like an intellectual level, even like the hottest girl can come up to you, and the second she's just dumb or mean or selfish she just becomes like just not hot so anyway so the uh, the point though is if you've experienced that if you've yes yeah, exactly yeah but, that's the thing but some people never have and some people their relationships are always just sexual in nature exactly like you tolerate so someone so to get, to get to your cheat. fix from them right yeah and that's when it becomes easy to cheat but nowadays like anytime I've even like you know, when you have like a hot girl for like a split second talk to you after a show and you're like, oh, when you get into, you know, nostalgic for the old days or whatever, you go home uh, to your hotel, you jerk off and it, it's it's the it's the best kind of jerking off because it's not uh, not just sexual, but it's also such a mental relief because you forget when guys fantasize about cheating, all they think about is like the fucking or the coming. They forget about like the conversation that leads to that. They forget about... How about the uh, conversation the, afterwards? The afterwards, the awkward sex in general. How about the six months where you're like, oh, is she crazy? You're gonna pretend to be fucking pregnant? Like, how about <laughs> all that shit? All that shit you totally forget about. And then once you jerk off, I'm like, you know the worst thing I have to do? Fucking clean up. Get a I tissue. have a friend who is... Uh, he he's, he's so crazy. Like, he's always banging the nuttiest chicks ever. <laughs> this girl blew him and was trying to convince him that she's pregnant. Stop it. Yeah, she's that crazy. I go, how crazy these girls? He goes, the craziest. <laughs> the craziest. Just the worst. I'm just nuts. And I go, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You're letting these people into your life. Oh, like you're letting insane people into your life. And the only the only standard they have to reach is a sexual one. Right. You don't you don't need to know that much about their personality. You don't care. Yeah. You're just so crazy. You let some nutty bitch suck your dick. And now you're trading phone calls with her, and you have to change your phone number yeah. because she's trying to convince you that she blew you and got pregnant. That shit gives me <laughs> such anxiety. 
There's some nutty ones out there, man. There's uh-huh. some nutty, nutty, nutty fucking people out there. Some of there could be just a weird, deformed baby. Maybe it actually happened. <laughs> you have to believe it. So easy to make some babies. Weird blowjob baby. Yeah. It's so well. There has been one. The African story. That's a. I believe it's a true story. I don't think it's been debunked. A woman got in a knife fight shortly after she gave a guy a blowjob, and then she became pregnant. What? And the re- she became pregnant because the knife went into her, you know, her whole fucking girly parts, oh and the God. load actually carried through from the knife into the uh, womb. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, I hope this is a bullshit story. I hope it's not a bullshit story. <laughs> I don't want to review it because I like to tell it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it. it's still real. I'll tell you yeah. this: I am done. She was born with no vagina. That was the point. There's okay. a reason why it was so interesting. The woman was she's African. She was yeah. born with no vagina, and that's why it was crazy that she got pregnant. There are going to be a lot of knife fighting vaginalist women listening to this show that are very upset right now. They're like, <laughs> I can't do what anymore. That was the one fucking pleasure I had was knife fighting after a good blowjob. Well, I don't I believe do in the immaculate conception. I don't believe in the Virgin Mary. I don't think that's a miracle. But maybe the Messiah comes from a blowjob knife fight miracle baby. <laughs> maybe that's the Messiah. That maybe that child will grow up and realize the folly of his ways. I mean. Just what kind of everything. A, yeah, what kind of a woman sucks a dick and then gets in a knife fight? His mom must be fucking crazy. So from the get-go, he's going to have to figure out things for himself. Or, so, you know, it might be what's going on. That might be the Jesus. I'm pretty... <clears throat> let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that, yeah. Keep an eye on him, man. <clears throat> Somebody get him around that, that, that Marcus Barkman guy. Man, I... See if you can figure out, <laughs> figure out if that little African boy's the Jesus. I, 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 I hope. I, I hope. I hope so. Because I'm like, if if the if the religious people are right, and if there is a God right now, and if there is like a Jesus, like you're you guys are cunts. You're letting a lot of bad shit happen. I think this whole world is a fucking illusion. I think it's just a really complicated, fantastically created figment of your imagination. Fig Newton of you're living your figment. I'm living my figment, and they all combine together in some sort of a weird fucking quantum physics soup. That's what I think. The older I get and the more pot I smoke, the slipperier reality gets, folks. I'm not buying it anymore. (laughs) Guys named Wiener get busted for taking pictures of their dick, and when the war keeps rolling on, the internet... That is true. That is is funny to think about, like, it's just someone fucking with us. Like, let's see if they they buy this shit. Really, you couldn't put it together after the Wiener thing? All right, keep going. I think as the apocalypse gets closer and closer, it's going to be more and more ridiculous. You know, I think that's what furries are all about. <laughs> I think that's that's what this world is all about, man. It's, as as we get closer and closer to the end of our each individual lives, yeah. our imagination is going to spiral this nutty fucking reality further and further out of control. It's like the the Truman Show. We just didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. We just kept. We're like, this is nice. <laughs> dot dot dot. It's just way more complex. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you listen to Kurzweil or any of these futurists that talk about the potential artificial realities that will be constructed in the yeah. near future. You know, within a uh, you know a, a lifetime, for sure, they will be able to construct some sort of an artificial reality that is indistinguishable from this reality. Well, that's why I love that's why I love science so much more than religion and kind of new agey spiritual shit. Is because like I feel like with religion, people are like, "I'm done. We figured it out." And with science, yeah. like, what's the goal of science? The goal of science is to keep asking questions, is to prove yourself wrong, is to keep looking and looking and looking. Yeah, and 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 that to me, like, you can't just say you're fucking done. You right. have to keep looking. Like that's the I, I mean, that could be one of the points of life just to just keep figuring shit out it certainly is but i think there's something to religion as well and what what it is to religion is even though it's not real if you believe it's real it can do amazing things for you man it's mental if you really yeah 
well, it's there's something to extreme positive thinking. There's something to the idea that you know you are working towards God's goals. You know, and if you really truly believe that, I think that's incredibly empowering. Sort of. I I think it's empowering in the sense that like there are definitely people who are like I'm working for God and mm-hmm. then like dead abortion doctor. And it's like well, well you no. went for it. Well, there is that. Um, and, I mean, that's and, unfortunate, and, but that's not in the in the mind of God. In no, the, in the mind of the the true Christian religion ideas of God. It's love your brother, love sure. treat people as if they were you. Sure, sure. But have you ever thought about this though? Because like, so that's what I used to say, right? And then uh, two things happened, uh, and they're both completely fucking. I hate talking about it. Uh, but the first one was, so I was very like spiritual, but not religious, right? Where I'm like, well, religion's. That fucking. sounds like what a stripper would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or just like everybody well, in college. While she's smoking. Yeah, well, I'm kind of spiritual, but not really religious. There's gotta be. There's gotta be something out there. Yeah, that was that was me, and uh, and I remember. Uh, I use this kind of guy because you can do the opposite of what you're doing. Like I remember, I go, uh, I would. We were at Niagara Falls, uh, and and I pulled this shit on my wife, who's a who's an atheist, and I, I did the thing that so many people who are spiritual but not religious do, where it's just like, look at that, look at that magical. How can you say that something didn't create it? And she very politely walked me over to the sign that <laughs> told me how Niagara Falls was made, and I was like. Oh, that's awesome. Like, that's really fucking cool. And, like, I would have never thought about that before. And when it comes to what you were saying with, like, that doing something greater uh, than yourself, I was actually much more selfish uh, until I was an atheist. And if you actually look at, uh, like, a map and polls of the most uh, charitable countries are the most secular. So why is that? Because we always think of religion as doing all these charities and stuff. Well, the majority of charities are doing, number one, just go right back to the church. Sure, you have a lot of people helping poor uh, kids in Africa, but they're also stealing their <coughs> condoms and telling them right. that AIDS is created by God, right? So that's more yeah. fucked up. I think the, the reason the more secular countries and a lot of the reason that atheists are more charitable is because there were so many times where I'd see a homeless person or I'd see something and I wouldn't be affected by it because I'm like, God has a plan. Mm. And it just kind of gives you this out and it gives you kind of carte blanche just to ignore shit. Okay, well, that's a negative aspect of it. But, I'm but saying, it's but not it, negating but the positive aspect it's of not. it. It's not. I mean, like my sister's fucking a born-again Christian. She built a yeah. school for poor kids in St. Louis and I can't be like, you're stupid. The Bible has contradictions. I'm like, no, right. keep helping the poor kids. You I know? don't necessarily think it had to be Christian either to just be by by saying the believing in religion or believing in God or believing in something, I think it's it's you can say that it's a mental crutch, but it can also be a framework for getting through this existence. Sure, but I mean there are atheists. But who, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm mean, you I look do. at it as a I crutch. Do. The reality is, man, you have a certain amount of fucking time here from beginning yeah. to end, and the most amount of this time that you can spend in a positive light, the the best. Yeah. That's that's the the best option. And if you can if you can figure out how to enjoy it the most, right. and if the enjoying it is going by this idea that as you as you end, you will give in to some sort of a higher power that sort of has this 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 vision of this the, the way the world is supposed to be. But is that almost even is, is that even real positivity in the sense? Have that, you ever done psychedelic drugs? Yeah. Oh yeah. What stuff? Uh, just mushrooms. Only how mushrooms. much? Uh, I think Allison and I have probably done like. Just like three times. How what big? How much mushrooms oh, do, at once? Whatever they gave us. Oh, okay. And we just. I mean, you ain't seen God yet, homie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can straighten that out if you like. If you got some, when, you want to stay when, an extra day, I when, can when, take care of you. Oh my God, slumber party. When, There's some shit that you need to see, man. When mushrooms become legal, I sure hope you mark it okay, up. And you, that could be the fucking catchphrase. Just you haven't seen God, homie. Joe well, Rogan's mushrooms. Well, when I was, it was, I was saying about that guy. He was saying May 21st was going to be the end of the world, and he was having all these billboards and yeah, God's coming. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. were you going to do when God comes? You can see God. 
You need seven grams of mushrooms <laughs> and a quiet, dark room, and you can see God. You can see everything that anyone has ever thought yeah. of, ever, all at once. But what's so cool about it is, like, that's fucking with levels in your brain, right? Maybe and, not. And maybe not. Maybe it's so introducing this, an organic life form from another fucking planet that's super intelligent and it communicates with you through eating it. Sure, but both of them are fucking mad. I mean, what I guess what I'm trying to say is like both <laughs> of them. Both of them might not be a good thing, though. But no, no. <laughs> but, Mushrooms are an amazing. But thing. both of them are just as magical because let's say uh, which both sign, of what uh, is just as magical. Both of if it's either just your brain or if it's some other intelligence, right? Sure. Because yeah. if it's your brain, and, and that's what people they're always kind of looking for. It could be a hypernutrient, some but, sort of a hypermental sure. nutrient. I mean, so 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 far, science says it's just it fucks with certain parts of your brain, right? Well, they think it actually decreases a certain amount of blood flow to right. certain areas, yep. but they don't totally understand it. They need a of lot course of time. Oh, no, and they're doing, and there's some really cool people doing research, but and I you think... you can't discount, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you can't discount the subjective experiences and what people are actually getting of from them and how much they're, they're gaining from them. Right. That's, psychedelic drugs have changed me as a human being. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think they've changed most people who have done them. What I think so cool is you can say it's a higher power or whatever, but it's even cooler to me to be like, or it's me. It's inside me. It was hmm. my fucking well, I brain think it that is was you. altered. When you've had a when you've had a real blowout psychedelic experience, the first thing that happens is you're taken to another place, yeah. and you don't know if that other place is just some sort of a misfiring of synapses, yeah. or if it is actually another place. But what we do know is that the most potent chemicals are the ones that are produced by your own mind, sure. and the most potent ones in like eating mushrooms. Mushrooms are, I think, I forget the exact chemical term, but it's like 4-fox-4-loxily-NN-dimethyltryptamine. I might have said that wrong. But the point is, NN-dimethyltryptamine is actually produced by the human mind. So yeah. this is like a, a another form yeah. of this human neurochemical. So there's like a human neurotransmitter, and there's a mushroom that fucking mimics it <laughs> right. and adds some other shit to it. Yeah. And when you take this, you have these incredible experiences, oh, and yeah. it does nothing negative to your body. No, for sure. No, and you I, learn from it. I agree with that 100%. Well, I think uh, you need to do some of that shit and then rethink this whole God thing because there yeah. might be some information that you're not applying. And well, I'm not saying there's God like the Christian God. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm just saying there's probably a, an order to all of this. Well, the way I live, the way I live is this: I live like there, there, like there is no God. And so, what, what that's done is, and again, you know, you're not your average. Why live like there is no God? Why not just live like you don't know? Because, well, because I always want to, because I always want to ask questions. Right? You could always ask questions. Um, and I think that's the key thing. I think most people who do believe in God say there's definitely a God. I would consider myself. Well, why an, would you say there's definitely not one? I wouldn't. You can't. I, I would say right. right? Now, I would say right now on this podcast, if a fucking fist came through the ceiling, it was like <clears> I'm God. I wouldn't be like, no, you're not, man. I've read. Richard Dawkins like I'd be like check and I think that's the difference between science and religion is I, I bet have... you could blow Rich Dawkins fucking socks off with a powerful DMT trip uh, I bet he would come back and he'd be like well there's some new things to consider <laughs> he'd fucking sit down with his laptop and start writing a whole new book that's what Graham Hancock did it's all about dragons Graham Hancock <laughs> was all about ancient civilizations and all, all this different shit until he went to the jungle and took fucking the ayahuasca with the Peruvian shamans right. and then all of a sudden he wrote that book Supernatural or he believes that the entire human race has evolved from monkeys because of psychedelic chemicals and that these chemicals are getting us in touch with some sort of higher intelligence that figures the world out for us. And yeah. that's, that's how the human civilization was formed. I mean, I think that I think that I think that real I think that what's proven so far is just as trippy and just as fucking magical as that. That we came from the fucking stars. You know what I mean? That we that that, that, that we came from particles of stars that every child you can tell every child is you came from magical. a fucking star and you look at the Big Bang and you look at the chance that it took and you looked at the way we evolved using our using 
using our brains and our physical prowess. I mean, that shit to me blows my mind just just as much. That's and, because you've never done enough mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there's a big fucking difference mushrooms between what turn you've you against done. evolution. <laughs> no, it doesn't turn you against anything. There's clearly there's a process of things evolving and becoming. You I mean scientists don't like to use the term evolution for anything that doesn't include genetics? But if you just look at social evolution, sure. look at we were talking before about we were you know we both give homage to Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce is one of the the, right. the pioneers of stand up comedy. If it wasn't for Lenny Bruce. Really, there would be no Jamie Kilstein. There'd be no George Carlin. There'd yep. be no anybody who's out there really saying something on stage that you believe in that may or may not be controversial or may right. go against the grain. He was the originator of that. Right. But going back and watching it now is like reading stale academic journals. It's really interesting. It's yeah. not funny. Yep. He's, he has a few funny lines that will come up with any. And you can go around my house, dude. I have Lenny Bruce posters oh, of I've, concerts. I have the one of him being arrested. Yeah, I've got his shit all over the place. I pay homage to Lenny Bruce I mean, yep. and you know and with Bruce and with Hicks there's a few of those guys you're not supposed to criticize you're not supposed to ever say anything and you know and remotely bad about them yeah. even saying that their old stuff is not that interesting anymore but I think that's some sort of and an evidence of this never-ending compl complexity and never-ending progress and it, it applies to our culture and it obviously applies to the universe from the Big Bang to the cooling of stars to the single-celled organisms to multi-celled sure organisms enough. to life moving in some sort of a it's an it's a very obvious direction yeah I mean my whole deal is if you want to believe that I think that's amazing as long as you which you don't stop as long as you don't use that as an excuse to stop asking questions to keep digging and keep well, yeah, but why would you stop asking questions you don't have to stop Lots asking questions to think easy. that there's some some sort of uh, hyper order to everything that there's some sort of mm. loving energy and that positive energy is probably what this idea of God really is. But I think that I, I think that right now it's it, it's not it's almost like you're you're almost being too optimistic in the sense that a lot of people don't think that way. You know, I mean, I knew addicts and I'm sure you did who you know went to fucking AA and they would use uh, God every time they relapsed. They would be like, oh, it's sure, but my I'm higher not, power has a different plan. Or I, I'm not you know? really concerned with their errors in thinking. What I'm concerned with is the possible positive effects of thinking that there's some sort of a higher power. And I don't mean it in a, in a sense of a one person or one deity sure. or one thing. I almost mean it in, in, in terms of just that this dimension, as complex as it is, is supposedly, you know, what is there, supposedly 11 dimensions or something that can be proven in quantum physics? And I don't even know what that means. I'm, yeah, just, I, I'm, just, talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking out of my ass, No, I mean, right? not, none of us can fucking even visualize that. But I guess what I was saying is, like, if, if you have you and Brian, right, and, like, Brian's being uh, a good person, and, and, and living his life and, and loving like everything you said because he loves his family because he loves eating his girlfriend's asshole because he loves <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the podcast he loves his life he loves nature around him he loves all that stuff and then someone else is doing it and again this isn't what you're doing but for a lot of religious people just talking about finding the positive in God they do it either because they want to go to heaven and be able to eat a lot of pancakes and see their dead fucking cat or they do it because they're afraid to go to hell who's mm -hmm. really living the more pure life I think it's the person that's doing it for the in the moment for the right reasons yes. like for the person they love in real life as opposed to the people who are doing it because they're either scared or they're trying to kiss God's ass. Yes, I, I agree. I think we agree on that. Um, I think we all need to be very careful of, and I have friends that are atheists that will, you know, they will give me this, there is no God conversation. Like Penn Gillette is one of those dudes. He will give you, there is no God. And, you know, and I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. You know, he doesn't drink. He doesn't yeah. do drugs. He doesn't yeah. do anything. I'm like, the reason why he's saying that is because you've never done any drugs. Right. If you did some fucking DMT, you would have some goddamn questions. Yeah. You would come back and you would go, how is that right there? How did that happen? Right? How is it that I can 
take this stuff and I am transmitted instantly to some place that is beautiful beyond my fucking wildest yeah, man, imagination and, I, and, and I, filled with energy and, and information. I think all that shit should be investigated. I think the answers could be incredible. We don't know. know. That's the bottom line. We yeah. don't. We, we are a fucking a gnat on an ant's ass trying yeah. to figure <laughs> out the universe. Yeah. And if we don't accept that... We're crazy. I mean, we're fucking idiots. Yeah. And we're temporary. We know that we end. We oh, know yeah. that we end. And we want to pretend that we have fi- it figured out. Leave your fucking mind open, man. This yeah. could be nuts. Yeah. You know, I don't think that there's a man in the clouds with a harp and angels. But all the shit that I've seen on mushrooms, that's way less crazy. I know, man. If that's all it was, if you got there and there really was a gate and a dude with a fucking a, a, a thing, like a book that shows all the shit you did. I always... And you <laughs> sit down, he's like, are you feel bad about that? Duh, I feel terrible. I evolved. I grew. Okay, come on in. Yeah. I mean, if there really is a fucking guy like that, that wouldn't be as weird as some of the shit that I've seen. Oh, seriously. For some reason, I always pictured uh, if there was a guy to be in the dad from The Little Mermaid. I don't know why. Like, that's always the fucking the image dad I had. from The Little Mermaid. It's just that weird fucking just that is. Titan guy with the big beard and the oh. little <laughs> Although he had a fin, so I don't know how I'd explain that. Oh, okay, okay. The, du- the underwater dad. Yeah. What's yeah, his, yeah. Is it Titan? I think, it's, it is? I think it's King Titan. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, Ursula's involved somewhere. There's there's synthetic drugs that do the same as like certain drugs. Like you can mm-hmm. probably make a synthetic mushroom. I'm sure that that there is that where you yeah, take the I'm same sure chemicals and it. And but there's they do other the same things, things besides psilocybin. There's psilocin. There's there's several different different psychoactive substances that exist in mushrooms. So if you wanted to get the exact effect of mushrooms you would have to uh make an artificial one right wouldn't be as simple as just the psilocybin you would have to have it in the exact the way it interacts with the psilocin the way it interacts with a bunch of different shit inside of it it's not it's not just one thing yeah right. i think well, then, my... like there's synthetic peyote and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it opens up certain things in your brain that makes mm-hmm. you see things and and well, you synthetic... could consider that as like like that's like a religion that's a god because your your body's you know your brain's reacting to this drug and you mm-hmm. can do it synthetically or you can pick it off the ground so i think that that that, that whole concept is probably like you know psychedelics might not be anything other than that your brain reacting to something crazy you know know? might not be but if anything i think what it's interesting that if it does do something it's probably has something to do with just using parts of your brain that have never been used before like that to me is so fucking cool the fact that we use Mm -hmm. so little of our brain it's like wow how do we tap into the fucking rest of it that doesn't have to be a god like what's fucking up here that we haven't even fucking seen before that blows my mind here's what we absolutely know we absolutely know that we exist in some sort of a, a state right here and right now and that we know that this state this physical state that we all exist in we can experience it i i you know i think therefore i am you knock on wood it's right there when you have these psychedelic experiences what it may be doing in in you know it may, what it may be doing by blasting your brain with all these thoughts and ideas it may be pushing evolution or pushing progress into a certain direction and that may be the very code of the universe itself that may very well be the the idea of love and god is that exists in in promise it exists in potential in certain substances that interact with the brain in a very positive way that makes life move forward in a positive direction Mm -hmm. so in a sense it is connecting you with god but in a sense that god doesn't really exist the god is an idea the god is, is is a is a potential yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it could easily be that. It could easily be that. There's something positive about it, though, and that's also why it's illegal. That's why Charlie Sheen's girlfriend had to go down to Mexico to get that ibogaine to clean herself <laughs> up all that crack. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, she was she was called a crack pipe recently. She yeah. said it was a weed pipe, but come on, bitch, you I, don't just smoke weed and then go get some ibogaine treatment. <laughs> you know, sure, come clean. 
She's going down to Mexico to get this uh, this in- incredible psychedelic drug that's illegal in America. Has an incredible rate of curing addiction, way better than Doctor Drew. Oh wow! <laughs> I've been running into a lot of people lately that have been uh, <clears throat> putting cocaine on weed lately. Whoa! Who the yeah. fuck? You were hanging out with these strippers' friends, man? No, no, no. These I are an asshole <laughs> in quiet dark rooms. <laughs> no, no, no. These are people from uh, I've met at comedy clubs. Really? And they're like, hey, man, yeah, this is late. Or, in the uh, club, like audience like, members? Yeah, yeah. Don't smoke with audience. Hey, yeah, I know. Hey, and, but you, but uh, they've always told me. They've always told me, but it's happened maybe twice. I love that. Hey, you know this? Uh, <laughs> you know this weed that used to kind of open your mind and make you sort of more mm. creative and funny. You want to add complete shaky paranoia to it? <laughs> yeah. How about some fucking sweat night terrors? Yeah, how about some sweaty? The dripping sweat off Satan's ball sack. We'll just <laughs> lace your joint with it. I don't smoke weed. That people always try to smoke weed in me. I know a friend who's also uh, a, a very famous fella that got dosed. All right, he smoked some weed with somebody, and there was something in it that wasn't weed, and he was fucked up for like a day and a half. So that's it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I wish I could. That happened to me when uh, when I was a kid. Really? Uh, yeah. One of my. What was it? Uh, uh, so I either think it was crack, or I think it was uh, one of our one of our sober ex druggy users tweeted when I described the story on the show, and they thought it was some kind of like uh, embalming embalming like, fluid. Yeah, yeah. Sherm. in Texas. You smoke sherm. Yeah. yeah some, and I remember just like <clears throat> yeah. taking a hit with this shady kid on my porch. And then he was just like pretty cool about it. He was like, "By the way, man, this may be laced." And I'm like, "Oh, that's why I feel like I'm gonna die." And like, and I didn't do, yeah, I didn't do weed for. It, it for a happens long time a lot that. more, I think, than we think. Like, I think Probably. there's like these ghetto guys that are playing PlayStation. Like, dude, this shit's better than regular weed. I put some bomb and fluid on it. Let's get Joe Rogan high, you know? Like, I think yeah, it's like Doug Benson was just telling us that someone was trying to get him high with a coked up joint. Yeah. It's it's more than we think because it's happened to me, to me twice in the last month. You know what's Two different people. about drugs like that is like, so I like I stopped drinking and stuff because I don't I don't do it well and uh, and I'm drugs. Very few people do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, it's like you know, the there's b- something bad. With biggest it. failure rate as uh, far as do, people who do it. Do, correct. Do you know when I fucking when I stopped drinking, literally a month later, I started making a living as a comedian, and I was like, someone should tell people that drinking's <laughs> bad. It has negative correlations. Well, it's uh, terrible for your energy, but it is great for having a good fucking time. That's true. Everybody uh, wants to be that Paul Newman and the Hustler, where he downs that <laughs> shot and makes that trick shot and wins all the money in the bar and yeah. walks out. You know, right, everybody right, wants to be that guy that could really handle his liquor. So they're like Paul Newman if they just fucking like hit his wife and just like have a sadder Paul Newman. <laughs> no, they don't want that Paul Newman. But he did grab Piper Laurie in that movie and shake her, which oh. was really out of line. Uh, oh, but I was gonna say like so with the with, with the weed with the, with the coke and weed like that's so interesting to me because someone is saying with their body. Like, okay, so I want to get high, right? But that might make me too tired. So then I got to balance it out and get Coke. And it's like, so are you just smoking yourself back to normal? Yeah, it's Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you were fucking fine. You were literally, you yeah. were that. And now you're just doing that, but it's addictive. Well, right? my friend Johnny was a crackhead. Was, yeah. he, he actually died. I mean, he, he had a bunch of different things that he used to do, but he was my best friend in New York. And he would he would always smoke crack. And he would tell me he'd smoke Coke, smoke crack, like whatever he could get. And he would have to drink 40 ounces to calm himself down. Because he would get to the point where he was sweating and his heart was beating 100 miles a minute, and he had to drink 40 ounces to to, to normalize him. Yeah, right. And you're just like, well, maybe if you, if, you know, if you just didn't smoke, well, I could help it though, dude. Know. You know, apparently the way it's explained to me by my friend Steve, who's an addiction specialist, and he used to work and and try to work in treatment centers, is you fire up that dopamine and you fire up those levels when you do the coke, and then your shit crashes and yeah. you're in such a depressed state right. that right. if you don't like fire it back up again artificially you that, like feel terrible that's what fucked up is I remember and a lot of people don't like know stuff like that because then you, you hear 5-HTP well know. the first time you smoke crack apparently it's horrible it's fucking you just feel like the worst you've ever fucking felt yet you go back because it's that addictive 
Brian smoked crack. Yeah, it was just like doing cocaine. I mean, my friend got bad crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm pissed about that. All these fucking lame crack dealers out there. It, it, it honestly was just like, oh, yeah, that was just like. That cocaine. was crack. So yeah. I want to I switch gears before uh, we end this thing because um, <clears throat> there, uh, you're, you're out here and you're um, meeting with managers. And, you know, Jamie Kilstein's like one of these uh, hot young comics that's like <laughs> making making noise out there. And there's a bunch of people looking at you trying to see if they can make some money off you. Yeah. I um, watched this movie called Overnight. Okay. You ever seen Overnight? Mm-hmm. Overnight is based on the guy who made the Boondocks Saints. Oh, so I literally just had this conversation last night. Yeah, have you seen it? Uh, No, but I got the full fucking synopsis from my friends from Derek Comedy the other night. Oh my god! Somebody brought it up. Somebody brought it up on on the message board. I I just said out of nowhere, somebody had Boondocks Saints as their um, their screen name, and they they said something stupid that I didn't agree with. So I just (laughs) that sounds that correlation's correct. By the way, so I just wrote Boondocks Saints is a fucking terrible movie. (laughs) You know, and then of course people were like, "Well, it's no Zookeeper." Like, (laughs) how dare you? (laughs) But (laughs) Zookeeper had heart, motherfuckers. Those animals were cute. Um, (laughs) Talking. So then this guy goes, have you seen this documentary on the guy who made it? And I, I have the documentary. I have it at home. But I never bothered watching it. But I, I press this YouTube clip and I start watching it. I said, what the fuck? Let me just see what this is all about. Yeah. And I, I'm hooked. It's incredible. Immediately hooked. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing. That's what I hear. It's a guy who, first of all, his own friends made this documentary. He was so full of himself that he thought that he was going to document this rise to power. Right. From so, the boondock sense. Yeah. We all need to make that very- he didn't even, but before the Boondock Saints were ever even made, and no one knew how bad it was, right. this guy was a bartender at this fucking place in Hollywood, and he was like this tough guy from Boston, smoking cigarettes, talking all shit, and Harvey Weinstein bought his, Weinstein or yeah, Weinstein? Yeah, well, I think Weinstein. Whoever it is, he's a bad motherfucker. You don't fuck with him. No. And I learned that from this movie. Yeah, yeah. So this guy starts talking mad shit. He's going to, no one's ever been in a position like this before. We've got the number one fucking band in the country. The number one fucking movie. In, it's in project right yeah. now. So apparently all of his braggadociousness and cockiness and it eventually turned Harvey Weinstein off. Just and he man. told him to go fuck himself. And he canceled the project. Give me back some of my money. Yeah. Go fuck. We're not making your movie. And the, the, the documentary, the, the movie, the documentary details this guy who was like completely thought he was this shit yeah. on top of the world, treating people like, you know, he's a fucking, like he's just the baddest motherfucker. Yeah. He's going to own Hollywood to everything falling apart, well, to all these people turning on yeah. him and him turning on them well, and him screaming at his band members. Apparently that's what was so great. Is first of all, for any, if anyone doesn't know what movies Harvey Weinstein has made, uh, it's all of them. It yeah, is, he it made is every, every movie that's ever it's made. every single every movie. He's like movie. one of those dudes. Like, I'm not a movie buff. I know I, I like movies. But if you say Harvey Weinstein, you go, oh, yeah, well, that guy's one of those oh, bad yeah. motherfucker dudes. No. Don't that, he has yeah. a he has a list somewhere of that list we were talking about. He knows mercenaries. Yeah, that's who he is. Ex- oh, for sure, and, for fuck sure. And uh, and so, but what my friends were telling me is that what's so funny is so the friends are making this documentary, and he's a, he's a cunt to the friends too. So as the movie progresses, you slowly realize that the friends figure out what this movie's going to be, and now it's going to be about this guy's breakdown. And apparently, they just start kind of pushing him a little bit and just poking a little bit. And then how'd and, they push him and poke him? It seemed like the, he knew the cameras were rolling, and he didn't have to uh, do it. That's 
to me what was the most spectacular thing about it. That level of self-awareness. I mean, and, and we meet people like this every day, whether it's they're just they're cocky fighters or they're, or they're comics who are just terrible but mm. so cocky. And it's just like, I, I've never understood that mentality. Like, when you have that level of denial mm. or, or ego or narcissism, like, where well, does that come t- from? It's a type block of, out everything? It's a type of obsession. Mm. It's an obsession with incorrect thinking. Right. And this incorrect thinking is reinforced by all these people's adulation. So you get really yes. confused and you start thinking that's the correct way to think. Right. And still you're smoking cigarettes, talking about what a bad motherfucker you are. Boys, we're together. We're the brood. And they're doing shots together. And it's just douchebaggery on a level that's yeah. like, it's you cringe while you're watching. Your toes curl up. Right. You hear some of the things he says and you go, Argh. And also, you, 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 say, you say, thank God it wasn't me who was in his situation. Because I might have done the exact same thing at his time. Yeah, man. Been in his life, with his life experiences. There's people nowadays where it's like they don't think like Entourage is as much a, a fucking television show as it is like a, something to strive to be. You know what I mean? Just <sighs> to be that level of fucking famous. And, and the oh. problem, I think you're right about the hang around. There, there, there was, a, there was a, a pretty famous comic who, uh, who I was doing the show with out in Australia. And it was the first time I saw a comic with an entourage. And, and, and not only was the entourage like doing shit for him, but every interview, so like before the taping of the show, we all did like a little press run where like we'd go to each interviewer and just do an individual thing. And you just do it by yourself and you have to deal with a stupid fucking reporter and you try to be like, huh, and uh, pretend you don't hate them and then you move on to the next guy and do the same thing. And this dude with his, his entourage came and did the interviews with him and would literally give him applause breaks. Whoa. And they just walked around and they were like, yeah. What's his name? Give up his name. Uh, it's uh well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the names but if I was I would do it in the movie phone voice and then the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice and then my name would be Pablo Francisco and <laughs> uh, and, uh, and the weird thing was talking to him backstage pretty nice. Uh, he's a great guy you know like super nice but it's just like when you get to that level of he's crazy though you can't talk to him sometimes I love that guy but like we were outside the comedy store once and him and I were having a conversation and I went over to Brian and I go you go talk to Pablo right now it's absolutely impossible go have a conversation with him and he goes up he goes hey what's going on over here and I move over this position and that's the thing is you know he doesn't seem like a bad guy but when you get to that level when people just say hey man you're always funny hey keep doing the voices it yeah. almost like slowly like retards you back down to like a, you're almost like a kid if you're only you know I think the people that stay humble are the ones like I had a shitty life growing up I didn't have fucking a lot of friends I didn't have whatever so when you start to get things you really appreciate it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and I think everyone needs that everyone needs to work fucking retail once in their life everyone needs to yes. get shit on everyone needs to go yes. on a fucking road trip and break well, that's down that's also why I believe in jujitsu that's also yes. why I believe in I believe in in, in performing stand up comedy that's also a thing you it, hum- do, it humbles, humbles you, you instantly jujitsu does martial arts do pool does I love the game of pool because a ball either goes in or it doesn't go in it's it's mm-hmm. very difficult to keep everything together and all on the stroking line that's and, what and I love man you can be the toughest dude and you have to tap out in jujitsu yeah. you can you know think you're a really funny guy and you go in front of that audience and, and you just the get joke that, doesn't work. that instant well that, especially if you if you don't <laughs> respect them it's just like you don't respect an opponent you know you can get caught in an arm bar real quick if you don't respect an audience you don't respect their attention span man they can get to a point where they're like we don't like you yeah. and you're like shit I thought you liked me yep. yeah. <laughs> we liked you a couple minutes ago when you started off pretty funny but yeah. now we don't like you anymore oh yeah man yeah, that's a- after, real. after every joke it's like time to start again yep Time to start again, and it's real. And every time you throw out a fucking special, you you do a special. Oh, that's an hour that's gone. Now it's time for 
a whole new hour. You better have evolved Was from that, that the last only special. Hour I had. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's never. You, you think there is, but it's just forcing yourself into a situation. Louis C.K. is the best example of that, and he, you know, the way he describes it is really kind of cool. He said, "If you tomorrow uh, were gonna, you couldn't use your material anymore. You just had to stop. Would you just stop doing comedy?" If you could not use it, it was absolutely impossible right. for whatever reason, whatever stupid reason. I'm already no. Th- you wouldn't stop doing comedy. You would just come up with new jokes. Dude, you said that, and I started thinking of another pre- like premise and like a panic. I'm just like, well, what would I write about? Like, yeah, of <laughs> course, of course, you keep fucking doing it. It's yeah, the, uh, it's the pot lace coke of entertainment. The, the 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 humility though is a huge factor, but in Hollywood, humility is um it's it's one of the weird sort of a breeding ground for for hubris and mm-hmm. even in in, in 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 cockiness and and people who are just really delusional man because it's a world of make believe yeah. because it's a world where the bad motherfucker all he has to do is be able to pretend he's a bad motherfucker when the cameras are on him right. it's not a real bad motherfucker it's a guy who there's writers and they've spent weeks f- formulating his dialogue to the absolute perfect economy of words and the music comes on when he's on screen yeah, and he gets all that adulation and starts thinking he's the shit and it's it's the same thing with this this guy who's in this movie it's the same thing with yeah. anybody that's a narcissist or anybody that's over the top and, and we and we and we feed into it you yeah. know it's like there was um there was this uh, whenever when we were when we were younger. Uh, I'm a Hawaiian, right? And so we used to we were poor, but would go to Hawaii to see family and stuff. And a lot of times we would sneak into these fancy hotels. And uh, this is 100 percent true. We would sneak into these like fancy hotels and just kind of Beverly Hillbilly it and say my dad was checking in, and then would go like swim in the pools and shit. And uh, you go to these places, man, and you stay there for like long enough, and you're like, uh, they get what everyone gets, whatever they want. Right, no one's necessarily a dick about it. They're just used to getting whatever they want. There's there's no danger around. There's mm-hmm. nothing to worry about. And then you leave that area, and then you see like for the first time, no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how empathetic you are, you see like a homeless person, and your first reaction is like, what the fuck is that? Because you're just you're not used to it. You know what I mean? You were in the resort, and you're just surrounded by comfort. Um, yeah. and, and does that make you a bad person? No. But I, I, you know what? The one thing Obama did say that I really fucking liked before uh, I voted for him, and he destroyed everything that. Uh, I believed in uh, was he said we have this country has an empathy deficit disorder right and it's like mm. a little play on words but uh, but I think that's really true like I didn't start to have empathy until I started to travel and I remember when fucking Provenza brought me to China to open for him when I was younger and still like living out of my car I got to China my first thought was I didn't know this was a real place like obviously like I wasn't an idiot like I didn't just think it was like a spot but to me it was just like I knew what it, the shape of the map when I'd see the news stories but that's why you can watch you know you'll be watching day three of the earthquake in Japan footage and you're kind of like they'll be part of you and I hate saying this that's like all right I get it there's a fucking earthquake because like you've never you don't know right. how bad that shit is and once you see places once you meet people from other places I remember we did I did a show in Oklahoma City and like there was a murder in Oklahoma City a couple months later and my first I was oh my god I know a person there and I'm like I would have just blown off that fucking story otherwise and like I think you just have to every time you're like oh why didn't that fucking person get a job just think about like if you don't have kids, if you don't have a job, how fucking scary it is to wake up every fucking morning and be like, do I look for a job? Do I take care of my kids? Do I pull my kid out of school to watch? I mean, there's so much shit that you just have to just shut the fuck up and just think about what it's like to be that person. I mean, that's really what I think uh, it, it comes down to for just being like decent. You just have to have fucking empathy. That's it. It's definitely easy to lose 
your perspective if you're in a resort all the time or if you're some Hollywood douchebag that got handed a half a million dollars from some huge production yeah, company to make your first film and you really start believing you are the shit. Even the way people talk to me this week, I'm just like, that's not a real yeah. sentence. You don't believe that. Well, you, you know I mean? you were, you're like in the this. grooming stage. You're in, you're in the stage where people are looking at you and they're, you know, they're courting you. Yeah. You know, they're trying to see if they can make some money off of you. Yeah, well, you I know? mean, like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like we were talking about like what selling out is and I think that I think that as long as you're saying what you want to say, if you know, if I make a billion dollars going after these fucking giant corporations and uh, you know not compromising and attacking the Democrats and Republicans, then like I deserve that billion dollars. If, 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 How are you going to make the billion dollars though? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> but, is, uh, but you know what I'm saying? This I mean, is the most hypothetical situation it's, of the show so far. It's what are you doing? You know, if you're doing something, you don't. You know what the biggest the feeling of selling out for me ever was What's was up? doing a bad sitcom. When I did uh, Hardball, I'd never been more miserable performing work than performing a bad sitcom. Yeah. It was it's when you're reading shit that you know is really bad and the audience is not laughing and you're yeah. forced to do it over and over again and you know it's going to be on TV. That's when you're like, wow, this is unfulfilling. Well, this that's is the thing. Gross. And it has nothing to do with the sitcom. It was the fact that creatively it was a bad sitcom. News radio, mm. funny fucking sitcom. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, I got really fortunate and I went from worst possible scenario to best possible scenario in a row. Yeah. But what it made me think was like, okay, this ride is too fucking crazy. I want to get off. Like yeah. the sitcom ride is like, you're either feast or famine. You either oh, have Jesus. brilliant writing or you yeah. have dog shit. And I did some guest spots on some shows that weren't so hot and I, you know, read some scripts that weren't so hot. It's like, there's a lot of, a lot of bad shit out Dude, there. Dude, you see some previews on TV. Like, oh. I, I saw a preview for the uh, the one where like fucking Jason Bateman and Green Lantern piss into a fountain, and then they change because one's a family man and one's a oh, ladies yeah. man. What the fuck is that? And it's literally someone walked in. It's the exact same plot of all these other movies, but the twist is like they pissed in a fountain. Yeah, and I wish I was you. I wish I, I was you. Right, and, what? and you see that movie. And Have you seen that ad? Yeah, it's What's making it fun. It's making fun of itself. It's like a hot tip time machine, though. That's the whole point. Like they're taking the, the switching body things to a. Di- that's kind of what it is, though. It I doesn't guess. look funny enough to, to for them to take credit for that, right? Yeah. But what I was gonna say, so I mean, take any fucking bad movie example, right? What's so funny? So you look at it, and your first thought is that looks like a shitty movie. But then you think about how much money was spent. Someone wrote it, right? Uh-huh. Someone wrote a first draft and was like, "Pissing in a fountain." Well, and how about Zookeeper? You know, it. the movie that I just did, man. There's fucking talking animals. You know, there's no reason why they talk, and there's a code. They're not supposed to talk. The only difference is it's a kid's movie, you know? The kid's movie is really, really, it is ridiculous. The idea that you can fucking just sell the fact that, what, no rock came from outer space, and now all of a sudden they can talk? No, they can just always right. talk? Someone pitched it. Someone uh, someone went through. Someone edited it. Someone, uh, you know what I mean? Like They, they pissed in a the fountain. They should be, there should be a scene where after they pissed in a fountain, one of them goes, what? We pissed in the fountain, and now we switched pros. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. I think that's what they do. I think really? that's what the movie's about. It actually says it like that? Yeah, I think it's, I'm it's actually, trying, I think it looks good. I'm convinced you're trying to trick us. I'm convinced. No, I swear to God. Like, I think so. And by the way, he's famous for not researching things and <laughs> saying them like that. He's not going on Google right now looking for the quotes. I think <laughs> the, even in the trailer they say, like, it's a no. joke. Like, it's, well, jo- it's like I don't know. stupid the, joke. Fine. You know, there's the, movies, man, where you just see the movie and you go, I wish I was there while they were making this. Yeah. Like well, Showgirls. Uh, like if you, that must have been a cocaine rampage movie. People got rejected from that movie. People auditioned <laughs> them and people auditioned and then were like, oh, I didn't get into fucking Showgirls. Like, I mean, like there was so much. But then conversely, the good news is then every once in a while something like The Wire gets made or something. Yeah. And, and those pitch meetings to me are even more, it, it makes more sense to me that whoever made the zookeeper can walk in and be like, talking animals, Kevin James, we done? And they're like, here's a million or a billion. 
million dollars and then they leave. Adam Sandler right. plays the monkey. It, it, yeah, it makes less sense to me that someone fucking pitched Wally, right? Someone went in there and was like, all right, so it's going to be anti corporation. It's going to be pro environment. Here's the twist no fucking dialogue for like the first hour. It's just a fucking robot, but you can tell his personality through his eyes. And someone was like, all right, we'll do it. Or The Wire. Let's make a show that actually makes drug dealers uh, complex and makes cops bad sometimes. And here's the twist not that many gunfights, and it makes violence look disgusting. Someone fucking took a chance and made it. You know what I mean? So cool shit still can happen. But it sort of has to happen happens. if nobody fucks with it. That's the thing. That's really the, the thing. I was like, Louis' show so good. Yeah, it's a perfect example. It has to come from a, an individual point of view. You know, when I was talking to Anthony Bourdain, have you ever watched his show? No, no reservations? I've seen it. I know, I know the show, though. Brilliant show. This is a show that Mark Maron tried to cock block me on. <laughs> but uh, he's, it's a brilliant show. But one of the more brilliant aspects of it is that it comes from an individual point of view. It comes from one man who has. Uh, a passionate view of, of food and of the world and of exploring all these different cultures and it comes from him yeah. he's narrating it he's writing the things out and that that is missing man that that individual unique point of view and there's far too many times where any project gets started and too many fucking people have a vision of how this thing should be. Yeah, you know what, man? Your audience may, may this may get a little cheesy. Although, <laughs> wait, we need to tell you this. One of the funniest things, so we were having trouble getting in touch this weekend because you were uh, away and I was traveling. We were both traveling. And uh, I remember I was like, I'm not really sure if I'm doing the show. And then yesterday, suddenly I get like 200 new Twitter followers. And I go to check my mail. And the first one I see is Legalize Weed is now following you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing Joe's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and and but uh, but what's what's really oh, what the fuck were we talking about? God damn it! Um, That's the weed. The that single person. The, being oh, in oh yeah, of yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The the single person being in charge. Um, what's what's no? I forget. Cecil B. Demented. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Check Cecil out Cecil B. Demented. B. Demented. That's an that? old school movie from the past where the projectionists of this movie theater got so tired of like Hollywood movies and stuff like that. So they ended up like kidnapping like everyone and making their whole movie. It's pretty it's a John Waters film. It's pretty out there, but yeah. it's kind of like about the you know, the old uh, independent, you know, one person's vision or at least, you know. Uh, well, I've seen uh, it in when we try to do the man show, you know, when you have too many people from networks and, you know, too many people from the production side of it trying to give their own opinion and change things. It's, yeah. it's very hard to get an individual like like what South Park does, yeah, because totally. they're so successful. Well, and and these and these and these motherfuckers too. Like you're doing a stand-up special, and you have someone trying to edit you, right, mm-hmm. in charge of content, and someone's pitching you. You know, instead of saying "pussy," say this. Right. And it's, it's not another fucking comic. It's not you. It's a goddamn yeah. lawyer. Right. It's a fucking lawyer. They know nothing about comedy. They know nothing about jokes. What I was going to say uh, before is that I feel like with stand-up especially, the edgiest thing you can do nowadays, you know, people do think you're edgy by, by, by dropping the fucking N-word or by, or by using faggot or by making a rape jokes or whatever. The edgiest thing you can do is be fucking honest. You know what I mean? The edgiest thing I think you can do is be, like, vulnerable. You can do all those things, but, like, you watch these alt comics, none of them will ever fucking tell them about, like, a fear they have mm-hmm. or sometimes they fuck. It's all this fucking detached sort of, like, oh, well, look, I have a chart, so that makes me different because I'm the right. guy with charts. And right. it's just, like, just fucking who are you you know what i mean just say something fucking honest and i i I really do think nowadays that's the edgiest thing you can do is just be honest have your own fucking point of view how'd that come from a twitter follower thing 
Uh, How'd you get there? Oh, with the Twitter follower thing, I think I had a long time ago, and then it popped back. Like, <laughs> get that I'm shit just out. trying to see your work. It, it came from. Uh, I know you're trying to see the, the trail. It came from Bourdain. Pieces, pieces. Uh, oh, I think it came from Bourdain, and just when you were saying having your own point of view, yeah. and I'm like, that is okay, a lot yeah. rarer in comedy than it mm-hmm. should be. Because yeah, that's what is. comedy should be. It's having hard. your own point it's of view. It's hard to really have an individual point of view. You know, I mean, you have to really fucking think things through, and you have to have some personal sovereignty. Yeah. There's three steps. I always say, in my opinion, there are three steps to comedy. Step one is when you're first starting out, and then you do whatever you think works yep. you're, you're, you're terrified to be on stage you bomb half the time well, I tried to be Jim Norton did you really? Yeah, there I, you go. I, I used to listen to Opie and Anthony a lot, and, uh, and I was just like, "So now I talk about rape." And, <laughs> and then with Jim, what I didn't realize about Jim that makes him so good is Jim's not after Jim. All of the, especially because I was in New York, all of the people who wanted to be like Jim Norton would just be like, "Blah blah 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 blah." Oh, the prostitute was in my car, and like that's you know that that's kind of the punchline. Or like I fucking killed her, and it's like, all right. Uh, but what's so cool about Jim is Jim was doing that honest, vulnerable thing that we were just talking yeah. about, where he was saying like, "No, this is a fucking problem," yeah. and that's what made it so different. Yeah. This was his addiction. This was something yeah. that he couldn't fucking stop. And then he was filthy and funny on top of it. But that's the difference is there was something personal yeah. on top of the fucking filth. And that's what made it so interesting. So I think the first step is you just trying to say anything that will get a, a reaction from the audience. Right. And then step two, once you get a little better, you start saying things that you actually think are funny. Mm-hmm. Things that actually make you laugh. And then step three is when you get into the black belt shit. That's when you start <laughs> making fun of you start concepts and ideas and you start bringing philosophy into into the picture and you start having weird points of view that you figure out a way to make funny right you know and that you can introduce ideas into people's minds like when you said a very good point earlier that conservatives can come up to you after a show and say i didn't agree with you but you made me laugh right that's one of the most important things about being a stand-up comic is you can introduce an idea into the mind of someone who might not necessarily have ever considered that before just by doing it in a way that makes them laugh. Yep. Because if you say something, you get on stage and you say, I believe, blah, blah, blah. Someone in the audience is going to go, well, I disagree. I think this and that. And, yep. and you know, we have a, and I have a point of view, too. But if you say something and you make them laugh, then they go, ha, I don't agree with you, but I, you're fucking, yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's the I fucking, gotta consider it. it's the Machida kick. You're just suddenly yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, we're cool. It's fine. Meanwhile, the Machida kick is some fucking karate kid bullshit. It all comes around, man. I, I was, the only thing that saved me from this whole Steven Seagal bullshit is I'm like, if Junior Dos Santos hits a fucking jump kick, uh, then I'm like, all right, it's a goal. You know what I mean? Like Machida, all right, fine. But I'm like, if Junior, who I've never, I don't even know if he leg kicks. I was just like, if he throws a jump kick, it's it's a goal. I'm He'll right, eventually I'm add that to his arsenal. For sure he will. But he, I don't think he's training with those guys anymore. Junior moved. See, that's the other thing that's weird about Jamie Kilstein. He's a lefty, but he's a mixed martial arts fanatic. I love it. He's a, a vegan, but he likes cage fighting. How that's the true. fuck do you reconcile those things? I don't know, man. Well, there's different. I was telling, uh, I was, I was telling Ron this weekend that I was saying that, uh, you know, one of my friends was like, "I want to go to a UFC event. Do you think I'm going to get into a fight?" <laughs> and uh, and I go, "The people you don't have to worry about." Are the big fucking dudes screaming? The ones in the tap out shirts—they're fine. If you see a kid by himself reading a book with a hoodie, yeah. that kid's a jujitsu. He will fucking kill you. If you, you. see he's a little a, skinny a guy with some fucked up ears, yeah. stay away from him. Uh, my brother has cauliflower ear, and these two fuckers tried to start a fight with him at a bar, and he's really chill, and it's just kind of like you don't want to do that. Like he's a—he's uh, a Division One wrestler, and like is like with Ricardo Almeida's team now, and and they were just like you fucking pussy. It was every cliche bar thing, and then one of the guys literally just stared at his ears and just like stops his other friend it's just like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up and then they just walked away like the cauliflower ear man that's a fucking oh yeah people field. look for that man uh-huh. a guy who's got cauliflower ear for the most part 
He's probably wrestling a lot more than you are. Yeah. My friend, uh, this kid, Dominic Durkis, uh, who's a hilarious improv guy from UCB, we were talking about that yesterday because he does jiu-jitsu too. And uh, he was like, even if the guy's not a wrestler, that means something else fucking dark happened. That means he took a fucking brick to the ear or like he still does something fucked up where that happened. Especially if they're both jacked. Oh, I know. When you get the real fat one, like, have you ever seen Walid Ishmael? No. Waliji, they call him. His, his oh, fucking yes. yeah, ears, yeah, yeah. it looks like a mouse with, like, a bullet hole in it. No. That's what his ear looks like. God it doesn't damn. even look like it's a real ear. It's so fucking fat, and there's no, you know, this whole design of the ear, yeah. is. there's a reason for all that. It's I know. The, the sound comes in, and it echoes off of that, and it, it's, it's, you know, it enhances everything. He gets none of that shit. He has a hole, a no. pinhole, and there's this big clump of of clotting Jesus Christ. <laughs> and bleeding and hardening Ugh. they should be able to just chop it off they can. throw a new ear no they on. can fix it they my, my friend Brent had his fixed he uh it got too bad so they slice off the ear they pull it back they cut all the the, the scar tissue and all the shit out and they put it back together and it looks reasonably good but wow. it has real problems with some guys Dave Terrell started getting some serious infections where uh, his ears, they had to take his ears off, and then they had to cauterize. <laughs> yeah, they had to cauterize shit. inside his ear. See, man, that's why I, that's I why wear I, ear guards, bro. I don't yeah, fuck with that. I wear ear guards. But I gotta say, that's why I don't worship God. I fucking worship science. When they're like, my ear hurts, like, oh, we're just gonna take it off, we're gonna pull this shit through. Well, we're he's do still all this. fucked. He's been fucked for over a year for this. this has been, it's really, it's a really bad situation. Yeah, it kept him from fighting. Yeah, he's had a bunch of different operations. He's the worst I've ever heard. But Sakuraba lost his ear in a yeah, fight. Did you see I that did. fight? Yeah, Zaramskis? Yeah, Zaramskis hit him, and his fucking ear, like, literally was hanging off yeah but that's because his ear is like a brick yeah it's a, it's like this hard ass fucking piece of rock attached to his skin fucking sakuraba man he's uh, a guy it's been around for the longest time yeah hey did you see Lieben munoz got uh signed for today yeah that's gonna be in the uk the uk people are pissed off about that fight yeah it's a, it's a killer, killer fucking that's what I fight say, man. it's a killer people fucking are fight such a bunch of whiners oh we're getting a shitty card over here in the uk mate no that's a great fight that's and who knows what the undercard's going to be but i guarantee it's going to be great too yeah no the, the uh they try to make those uk fights as, as exciting as possible God, that's, that's a, a good fight, fight to no, me oh, Jesus munoz Christ. is a fucking killer uh-huh and he's and a sick wrestler and lieben is a monster now especially yeah. coming off that vandaly silva knockout holy man my favorite still is the lieben nakayama where it's like Fuck yeah. It's the biggest fucking messy sloppy slugfest, and then it ends in a perfect triangle. Could joke. you imagine if Lieben actually got to the point where he could rechallenge Anderson Silva, and if he actually made a fucking fight out of it? Yeah, you know how wild that would be, man. It would be insane. I mean, you never, you never fucking know. I mean, I, I would imagine that if you watch that first fight, the way he charged out after Anderson Silva, I would imagine if you put the two of them in the octagon again, he would never do it that way. I don't again. think so either. He would never fight that way again. That said, Anderson is the most accurate guy that's ever fought i mean he's a he's a fucking assassin it's, dude it, if there's insane. openings he takes them you're fucked you I, get lit up i show any any of my fucking friends or fans who are like oh i'm really like a boxing guy you know you, sh- you show them old don fry stuff and they can mm-hmm. sarcastically be like oh the sweet science is fry just has the guy's neck just yeah. punch 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 <laughs> but you show him that anderson silva forest shit yeah under i mean <laughs> every you show it to anybody who yeah. doesn't know anything about fighting, and they're like, oh, that looks like a movie. The Lieben fight's the best example for me, because that's what happens when a guy who's just wild and aggressive comes charging after a guy who's a in the Matrix. Assassin. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Matrix, yep. and, and he just nails him with everything. He doesn't yep. get hit with anything, nails him with everything, super accurate, yeah. and he does it with clinical precision. Yep. 
Yeah. You know, I'm I'm very excited to see that. I, w- I would love to see Lieben versus a lot of guys yeah. right now. Yeah, Lieben too, after yeah. that Vanderlei Silva knockout, Lieben's on fucking fire. Yeah. I mean, you got to think he he stumbled in the Brian Stan fight. I give him a pass on that because I knew he was sick he was coming really into sick, that fight. Kind of like yeah. And Brian Stan's a beast anyway. Sure. You know, Brian Stan could fuck you up, dude. If you get hit by Brian Stan, Brian Stan fucked up Santiago. You know, yeah. he fuck up a lot of guys, man. Yeah. Dude, people are sleeping on Stan. No, his ride's pretty fucking. That nasty. guy, Brian Stan, was in the shit. Okay, he was over there with bullets flying through the air and smashing into people's heads near him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you've been through that, a regular fight, like an MMA fight, it takes on a totally different. It's a totally different experience. It's got to, it's got to seem pretty easy. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what you can't do? Call on your friends to bomb me. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he's him and Tim Kennedy. There's a few of those guys. Like Tim Kennedy, is special. Kennedy, Tim- Kennedy, I heard the fucking one really good guy, and I love his fucking jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. everything. His stand up's good. His jujitsu's good. But those guys, I mean, you don't go from that environment, you know, to to cage fighting. It's got to be pretty easy. It's yeah. a pretty easy transition. In theory, man, the trail fight's interesting though because. Uh, because it's Chael. Chael's a beast. Yeah. He's a serious wrestler. You take away all his shit talking, which is monumental. He's the greatest shit talker that's ever existed. That newest one was crazy with Ariel, with the, uh, yeah. uh, he's nuts. With the, yeah. the Nogueira brothers. That uh, was insane. <clears throat> yeah. uh, what I was going to say, I, I, what I. How about he said about Anderson? He goes, he, he, you think he beat me? Oh, he that goes, was when a guy's beating your ass for four and a half minutes and you wrap your legs around his head for eight seconds, you think you won? And what's so funny <laughs> is you see that and you start laughing and you're like, yeah, fucking Chael got him. And then you press stop and you're like, oh, yeah, no, he did win. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, he is he, did. Is he got you to tap out. That he's, is. he's brilliant, though. It's <laughs> yeah, not, it's not based in reality. It's just no. based in fucking theatrics. His theatrics are incredible. What I love about Anderson, what's so cool about the UFC right now, the reason I think it's the most exciting it's ever been, is because you look at a lot of the champions, you look at a lot of the people who have the most hype, and they're doing the craziest shit out there, the riskiest shit. You have yeah. fucking John Jones, you have Anderson, you have Dominic Cruz, you have mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Pettis, you have people, even Ben Henderson. I mean, you have people who are just doing such new, innovative High shit. level shit. I mean, that Carlos Condit fight, man, Oof. we just had him on the fucking show. Uh, the, so the flying <clears throat> knee was great, yeah. uh, but cooler than the fucking fly. That butterfly sweep needs mm. to be talked about more. Fuck yeah. That was <clears throat> nasty, especially because that he was in, uh, tri- that, that was the one place where it's like, oh, he's going to get lied on. And Dong Young Kim is a serious judo guy yeah you're just like he's just he's about <clears> to <throat> get me. sucked up now for the yeah. entire round he's Boom. Get smothered. flipped him over easy yeah into yeah. mount and then trying for the guillotine condit right is a beast a condit is beast. a fucking beast he's right there in the hunt yeah man look jamie kilstein you got a car outside waiting to take you to the goddamn airport i do so uh thank you very much for being on the podcast awesome. follow jamie on twitter at jamie kilstein that's j-a-m-i-e-k-i-l-s-t E-I-N. Yeah. And um, follow him on Twitter and uh, check out Citizen Radio. You can, um, where, where can they get Citizen Radio? Uh, we are CitizenRadio.com or just iTunes under Citizen Radio. iTunes under Citizen Radio. And of course. Here's uh, Chomsky and Carlos Condit. Yeah. He, that's, he mixes shit up. Bitch. <laughs> and um, uh, that's it. This weekend we're at the Ice House in Pasadena. It's a small club. The shit will sell out quick. So dive on that, hookers. And uh, <laughs> Brian Redband's going to get drunk and go on stage, right, Brian? Yeah, I'll be there Thursday, too. Uh, Thursday, the too? Comedy okay. Just... Powerful Thursday. Uh, we will be back several times this week, probably tomorrow. And then Sunday, me and Michael Chavello are going to do a, a fucking solo podcast out of me house. So you don't have to be there for that one. It's going to be all MMA and hookers. <laughs> and cock punches. All right, so this weekend, we p- I put up a bunch of new things, too. Uh, Milwaukee's coming up August 13th, I think, and some other shit going down. 
Listen. Hey, check out uh, this Fleshlight has a new movie out called Fleshlighting. It's hilarious. It's uh, got Jenna Hayes on it. And, yeah. And it's it's uh, is it it's, hilarious for it's real. It's like like a fake movie preview. Did you laugh? I, yeah, I thought really? it was ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. Is this piss in the fountain hilarious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We thank the Fleshlight for sponsoring the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for the Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. Oh, and then you can shoot loads in it and you'll feel better about life. <sighs> I love all of you and I thank you very much. And we're going to figure out this hum and you won't have to listen to it next time. I apologize. Just Jamie had to go back to New York. All right. <laughs> we had to do it. We had to do it this way. Thank you all. Love you. Bye. Bye.